or snow, sickness or not, we are here. Your poor nose. Uh, so fucking sore. You have no idea. I do, actually. <laughs> so this is uh, this is the new Utah podcast. <coughs> yeah, turn your mic on. When I get there sick, I go. use wet washcloths to blow my nose. And Chris thinks it's gross. I just think it's, it's like an old-fashioned hinky. Yeah, I mean, it is, but it's still gross. Well, it gets to the point where your nose is so raw. Yeah, I might be switching to that for the rest of the night after the podcast. I'm just not going to do like the snotty fucking Well, I don't expect you to do it at work, in but front of everyone anytime here. you're at home, it's just well, a better way. Yeah, but we understand. But like, I've only got so many folds before I'm touching my old snot. And <laughs> that's just not like if I'm upstairs in my, my bedroom where I have snotty a master folds. bedroom. No one likes snotty folds. Yeah, I can I can actually, you know, blow into it and go rinse it out and not feel disgusting. And it, it's nicer <laughs> on my nose. But down here, like, do I just bring three of them down so that I don't get snot all over my fingers? And then I'm like touching my keyboard and the, the mixer and, and, you know. Good news is you're the only one that ever touches it. So. Yes, all future guests. Don't worry. He's yeah. on the far end of the studio. Yeah, and no one touches my mic either. This is my mic. I don't... This mic doesn't... That, well, that's not true because sometimes Jess's mic and my mic get switched because we're the same type of mic. But only when you're traveling and we haven't traveled for a while, so... Yeah, and that might be, by the way, the uh, episode title. I'm just saying, Snotty Folds Snotty is a Folds. pretty good title. <laughs> episode 139, Snotty Folds. Yeah, of the new Utah podcast, of which Snotty Folds has nothing to do with. <laughs> but you're in Utah and you have Snotty Folds. Apparently. Apparently, you have old disgusting handkerchief folds. Um, so <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's the middle of January. Um, we had a gigantic snowstorm this weekend. So it's funny because we were supposed to have like like a... A big, big snowstorm on, like, Thursday and Friday, and nothing really fucking happened. Well, it did. It just happened in the mountains, in the mountains which is where... Yeah, exactly. But I, it was also one of those, like, everyone's saying there's a huge snowstorm coming, big old blizzard warning, and it was so windy, and I was like, even if it does snow, it's so windy, it's going to blow over the valley, like, super fast. And then it never really did much. It rained a little bit, is about it. Uh, but then, uh, was it Monday... Late Sunday, like one or two in the morning. Yeah. Well, and when we got up Monday, so I was sick as hell and I decided not to go into work and definitely not go to the fucking gym. Uh, I went by myself. So Brie gets up and she's like, that's just kind of wet outside. I'm like, okay, cool. Not worried about it. Like, I don't have to worry about like getting up and helping shovel or anything like that. What time did uh, it start over here? Because it was when I left work at 615 it was just rainy so at my house i went out to take the garbage cans well, out. when i left to go to the gym at, at 10 to 5 it was just maybe starting to spit a little bit of slush in with the rain and so at like 5 20 or so i woke up got out of bed and was like i need to go take the garbage cans and put them out because i didn't do it sunday because i felt like shit so i go to take the garbage cans out and um i get them out there and there's like there's like an inch of snow on the ground already and it's like like Bree said, it was just wet when she left like 25 minutes ago. I'm like, what the fuck? So I like shoveled her side of the driveway so she wouldn't drive over it. By the time she got home, you couldn't tell that I shoveled. And like I had shoveled her side only and you couldn't really tell. Like she's like, it looked kind of like someone did something, but I'm like, whatever. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm staying home. So I'll shovel later. I shoveled. I ended up shoveling three times on Monday. I bet. Yeah. It's really hard to tell, but I would guess. We got close to eight inches. Yeah, I'd say at least that. So, like, we, when I finally did shovel, it was like one in the afternoon. It took me well over an hour to do it. 
um, normally it takes like 15 minutes or so. It was it, so heavy. No, it takes like 20. Yeah, but it was like it heavy, was really heavy. heavy. And, like and that's s- both of us. Six plus inches easy on the driveway at that point. And then it kept snowing. Like I was just like, it's about time to go do it. So, it was really heavy too. Yeah, because it was so wet. It's probably somewhere around five o'clock ish when it stopped down at our at our place. Yeah, and of course because of the snow, like how much did they get? Some of the resorts got like two feet. Mm-hmm. There was a fucking avalanche. Yeah, everywhere. this this morning. Well, they were there was an avalanche at the front of Cottonwood Canyon, and the skiers were stuck. And I can't remember what it's called, but basically, it's like they cannot leave the resort. Yep, they if they the leave resort. the resort, then they get a fine. And they so the resort out. Are they still working on it? No, they got them. They out. got it done like last night. This morning they let them out, but like probably no, they got it was last night. They let them out. Nope, it was still closed this nope. morning. They let them out. Some people for a few hours only last down, night. Oh, but not up. So down mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. Those, so in Provo Canyon, escaped. Provo Canyon had an avalanche, just like Cottonwood, but, but that yeah. was on purpose. It was, but I don't think they meant for it to fucking the cover across the road. The road. It was like, the, across the road. It like, was rad watching it being cleared. <laughs> it was really cool. Bree said that she watched a time lapse of it. That's cool. So anyway. It looked like the machines were eating the snow. I got like two inches. Of course, you live in a <laughs> fucking weather vortex. It's the weirdest shit ever out there. You guys just don't get snow. No, we do. Sometimes we do. If it's if nobody else is getting it, then we're getting it. But. Yeah, it's, I, don't, I don't understand how it works, but uh, we always get a lot more here. You can I think. still see my grass through the snow. You, I you, can show you a picture. <laughs> you can see the grass has shoveled for Chopper. That's about it. Have you seen that video where there's like a trail through the snow for the dog? And I just want to apologize to our listeners. Uh, you're going to hear me clear my throat a bunch. I'm going to try and turn my mic off and turn my head, but if you hear it, I, I apologize. I think you're allowed. It's the first time in almost three years. Well, I was telling Bree, I don't remember the last time I got sick. Like, I really don't. Like, just haven't been sick at all in the last couple of years. The last so. time I had to get lung x-rays. It was terrible. The last time I really remember was whooping cough time. That was fucking fun. Mm-hmm. That was about four, three and a half, four years ago. Yeah, something okay. like that. Before the podcast days. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, just a lot of fucking snow. Oh, so, one of the things that I, uh, yesterday, in my staying home and trying to get better, and it did help. I do feel better than I did yesterday, but... I uh, was like, oh, I want to watch. Like, I saw a clip or something that my brother posted on Facebook of Beavis and Butthead. I'm like, oh, I want to watch Beavis and Butthead. I haven't seen Beavis and Butthead forever. Well, basically, it's impossible to find streaming. You have to go, like, buy it on iTunes. And so I didn't want to do that. Uh, but, you know, on Hulu, it's like, watch something related to that. And one of the things related to it was Napoleon Dynamite cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> so have you ever watched it? You ever yes. watched it? It was like one season. And it's. <clears throat> it's it's uh the 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 cartoon's great but it's it's like all the same jokes rehashed basically from the movie but i love the movie so much so it's, it's basically like the three of you sitting here on the podcast talking about saying it's Napoleon Dynamite but they, they can do they can do even stupider shit is the thing like they they can <laughs> they can do even dumber stuff so um you know stuff that's and it's really pretty unique outlandish. animation too yeah, it is. And I, I thought it was enjoyable. I haven't watched them all, but it's it's definitely worth watching if you really like Napoleon Dynamite. It's like, he goes to a Liger reserve, and all the Ligers <laughs> are, like, lazy and fat is and watching NBYU? TV and won't do anything. And, like, that's his dream job, right? <laughs> and he steals, but he, he 
helps a liger give birth and then has this vision that Shasta, the first liger, uh, talks to him and tells him that he needs to raise the cub to be better than the others because that was the last chance for the ligers because they were all stupid and lazy. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's the outlandish kind of stuff they can do because it's in a cartoon. Because it's a cartoon. So uh, pretty good stuff, though. But I thought you guys would appreciate that. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Because I love the Napoleon Dynamites. I'll have to stay away from that one. Yeah, I was watching <laughs> it in my headphones so Brie wouldn't complain <laughs> last night. Oh, man. Uh, what did you guys do this last weekend? Anything fun? Jess is shaking her head no at me. <laughs> I worked. I didn't get shot. <laughs> she worked at the mall. <laughs> That's a, No, I but mean, it was interesting to hear everybody's conversations about it because everybody, of course, feels differently about the situation. And, you know, one manager's like, it's really not that big of a deal, but it is, but it's not. And the other one is like, I'm coming in because there are people that are still having a little bit of PTSD. And so it's just very interesting. And I finished staining my boards for my wall, which didn't get done because my aunt got the flu. See, more snotty folds down there, guys. <laughs> that was a rag. My hands would already be covered in snot. So That's not true. And at least what this I isn't the flu. You can blow much more into a rag than you can into a tissue. Maybe. So I don't have a weekend story, but I've got I've got a, two short today stories that I will tell. So first of all, Heather's out of town, so I'm doing the Mr. Mom thing. Can I tell you how much I hate pick up and drop off at the grade school? Anyone that's ever fucking done that hates it. It's the dumbest thing. Got to be thing. kidding me. So, well, here's what's what's horrible is the school that they go to, and I won't name names. Um, brand new. This is only its second year. It's already congested, and they did not plan out the parking at all. And the pickup drop-off is a disaster. Why can you not get that figured out on a brand new well, school? Let me tell you how you do how you do it. And Heather's probably already figured it out. See, the problem is you don't drop Heather them off. Heather works there. Yeah, and you, you, you don't drop them off all the time, so you don't know the system that's in place. Not very often. But here's what you do. You say, kid, what Dropping I Dropping you off a block away. Yep, what I need you to do is walk home. You're going to walk a block from school, and I'm going to pick you up, and we're going to avoid all this bullshit. Yep. Like, I don't even have kids, and I know that. <laughs> you couldn't do that at my kid's school. No, you could give them permission to walk home. Yeah, but it was pretty rare. Like, I think Gabby and Cassie were the only ones that actually lived within walking distance of the school. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a shitstorm mess, and I... Of course it was. Hate it. It, it works for Heather, because she works there, so she goes early. And she parks in the teacher parking. And then she either leaves, she'll, she'll a lot of times leave like 10 minutes early and just go grab Jonathan. Just take him out of class. Yep, like the last 10 minutes. They're not fucking doing anything. They all, I mean, the teachers, they all know each other. They don't care. It's not a big deal. Or she stays 20 minutes after to get caught up with stuff and then walks out to an empty parking lot. That's and probably it, Jonathan's least favorite thing. Yeah, he'll call me sometimes. Can you come get me? Mom wants to stay awake. Can you come <laughs> get me? You're like, no, dude, I'm working. So here, here's, so, so that's my not so happy story. But here's my happy story. Guess what showed up today in the mail? I know. I kind of do, too. She spilled the beans already. My passport. Yeah. I still don't know how the hell that happened. I magic? Was I was blown away. Travel magic? Travel magic? Fuck, we can't get TSA agents to show up to work for no pay, and well, cause, Jeremy gets his passport. Well, because even without the whole government shutdown <clears throat> a week and a half ago, when I went in, she said, oh, yeah, I expect, you know, at least four to six weeks. So I'm Well, like, so we got ours okay. really fast. Like, the passport processing time has gone way down from, you know, when I got my first passport 12 years ago or whatever, um, maybe 11, it doesn't matter. 
it was really long. Like it took four months to get my passport. And now like getting my new passport seriously, it was like three weeks, I think. And we had our passports. It was really fast. So it's been a week and a half or two weeks. Either way. Yeah, just a couple. But I really like, didn't think whoa. they'd be open during the shutdown. Like, I, that's that's one of the non-essential services that I didn't they shut either. down. I, w- I wonder if... Well, I don't know. It, it's shipped from Arizona. Because the package shipping thingy it's, it came out of Arizona. Maybe it's not real. Maybe. <laughs> it's got my picture on it, though. And I, when I open it up... Do you think they have little ones for kids? They're so cute. Because we had to send ours to San Francisco's office. Yeah, mine came out of Arizona. It shipped out of Arizona. Who knows? I don't know. I didn't pay attention where I shipped out of. So, but I opened it up and and Jonathan's like, "Is that your passport?" I'm like, "Yeah." I showed it to him. He's like, "Did you have to wear the sweater?" <laughs> oh my god, you wore the fucking sweater? Seriously, you wore my the old, old man sweater? Man sweater? <laughs> your son, man. I really did want to interview him tonight. I was curious if he would bring that shitty sweater up. Get the load. Oh, he would if he brought it up. Get the lowdown on the fifth grade. All the gossip. All the, the gossip on the class. playground and. I want to get in on that Nerf gun war that you guys had a couple weeks ago. He's got the cooties. Yeah, so he got, like, so his birthday was a few weeks ago. He got, like, a whole fucking arsenal for a military. He got, like, 13 guns just from this. You know, it's just one kid, right? Like, he can't <laughs> shoot all 13 at a time. So that's what, like, because when people ask, what does he want? We're like, mm, Nerf guns or, you know. You guys have to learn how to tell people different things. Like, you can tell, like, three or four people the same thing, but then you've got to tell well, three or four people something different. He likes video games. The only other thing he wants is video games, and they're, like, 50 bucks a piece. So it's like, yeah. Well, Nerf guns are expensive. Well, Nerf guns he got are like fifty bucks a oh, piece. Yeah. So Brighton, Julia's boyfriend, she he must have spent three hundred dollars on stuff. Because you should bring it over to your sister's neighborhood over by me because they do a Nerf war every summer. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Just have him go hang out with your sister. So that's not a sister that likes kids, though. I don't think so. No, no, that's that's my sister that's got kids. No, I just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a couple of sisters without kids, but um, yeah, but not because they don't like kids. So. So I we we, we did tell people also get the Nerf bullets because the problem is they come with like six, which is useless, especially when you have Nerf gun wars and you need a hundred. You fucking order the cheapest. Just all look in my like backyard because I always have leftovers. <laughs> so so like I think it was my parents got him like the hundred pack. Nice. Just the the just just the, anyway. So yeah, it's it's been fun. They've gone all, they've come a long way. I remember when we were kids, we had Nerf guns, but we also had guns that shot like fucking ping pong balls. Oh, yeah. And you remember those, like, Zebco disc guns? The little, oh, like, yeah. The little, pellets? They look like the little thing you put in your record player. Remember the guns well, that had the little clip on that shot elastic bands? Oh, yeah. They're called rubber band guns. They still exist. They, yeah, Jonathan's got one of those. That's like the 1950s, though. That's okay. I never no, I was talking about the, played with any guns. the little yellow pellet guns that were, you pull the trigger and the little, the little plastic pellets. Yeah. pellets. Yeah. Fuck, those hurt so bad when you get shot with those up close. I don't think they do those anymore. No, not it's with like the, a marshmallow gun. Everybody's so freaky. We have a marshmallow stuff. gun, or we used to. Yeah, we used to. Have you seen the salt shot guns for flies? Yes. Those are so awesome. They work. And really they work, well I hear. Oh, yeah, they work really well. So you load them with, like, table salt, basically. You and, can shoot the flies. And they're shotguns, and you shoot them, and it's just a little spray of salt, but it fucking kills flies. Like, nobody's business. You don't even really have to get close. I have not heard of that. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a rock salt gun or something. That's really cool. Anyway. Um, yes, yeah, so that's my story. Okay, so it's the new year, and I gotta I gotta talk about this. I don't know a better time. I put this on the notes. We're at the gym last week, and this has been a weird year because usually, like New Year for the gym, like the first three weeks of January are fucking packed. It starts to like 
die off towards the end of January going into February. And then February is the best time to go to Savers and buy everybody's gym equipment. Yeah, that they like bought. mid-February. I'm basically. waiting. Didn't use. <laughs> so, but this year was weird. Like the first couple of weeks of January, there was like no one knew at the gym. Like it hadn't picked up. And then. Well, there were a couple people. Yeah, but nothing major. You know, because they don't wipe off their machines. <sighs> Fucking gross. Those bastards. people. But last week, all of a sudden, like the like the Monday last week, it was fucking packed. Like, so we went to boxing last Monday. So the week before that, there was less than 12 people in the gym. And then when you went last week, there was like the whole fucking gym was full. Was Wednesday me. night was really packed too. Yeah. Was Wednesday well, it was so not. full that Chris kept hitting me with the bag and Dash no, was like, I was doing that shit on purpose. Well, I know, but I got stepped on. <laughs> there was but Dash was like, Bree, I'm so sorry. Five, sorry, maybe four or five empty bags. Yeah, if that, it was really Something fucking like busy. So, well, I'm glad I went on that night because that was my first time and I thought it was normal. But hey, if that's... Yeah, that was really busy. So anyway, I bring this up because I dread this time of year. Like I used to actually take a few weeks off in January when I was doing the gym all the time because fucking idiots don't know what they're doing. Amateur hour. They're, well, they like, they're hard on the equipment and I'm like grumpy, crouchy old man now. And so when people are like fucking dropping weights and like slamming equipment down because they don't know how to do the exercise or I see someone doing like a pull down and they're like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm like, what the fuck are you? That's not doing anything, you dipshit. <laughs> so why don't you go over and teach him because I'm doing my own thing and I'm just annoyed that they're fucking doing shit improperly and I'm not a personal trainer there's people that, that are paid to do that that are way better at it than me I just like to bitch <laughs> but anyway I'm at the gym and this is like Monday or Tuesday last week and I see some dude walking around like 20 minutes and it's like he's put in effort to get there at 5 a.m. when the gym opens and he's walking around in street clothes like shitty shoes and jeans and whatever man if that's what you want to wear to work out that's more power to you at least you're at the gym fucking walking around <laughs> and watching tweet. tv for like 20 fucking <laughs> minutes and he doesn't like he's not done a thing he hasn't gotten on any bike he's walking around the he was drinking around. a drink yeah like a shake for 20 minutes before i'm like hey sometimes you gotta like talk yourself into it I mean, he got to the gym. What the fuck? And then, and then, this is I even better. I pulled in the parking lot and turned around. I straight up, I straight up look over and I see a dude on the treadmill running like Napoleon Dynamite. No joke. Fucking arms down to his side and just jogging on the treadmill with his arms straight down. Like, weirdest like fucking thing to see on a fucking treadmill. <laughs> I, I was sitting next to a girl who got on the bike, started pedaling dropped her whatever she was using to play music on. She tried to lift it up by the cord. It unhooked. So she had to get off the bike and then she never got back on. She just stood at the railing and like watched TV. I'm like... That was all it took. What? I really don't get it. She lost her motivation. I don't think these <laughs> things are that difficult. Like, I, I don't... And I know like I know how to use a lot of gym equipment because I, I go to the gym a lot and I've learned. There's also instructions... But there's some basic principles that I'm just, I'm still shocked that people don't understand. Well, the thing about most of the, the equipment at the gym we go to, and I'm guessing it's like this at any modern gym, they all have QRC codes and you can literally snap it with your phone and watch videos on how, how to, to use, use it. the equipment. Yeah. Anyway, so welcome to uh, Utah, very fit state, by the way, we are. <laughs> um, but, oh, what uh, did Dash say about the t-shirt ideas? He said he likes it and he'll use it. <laughs> he said someday he'll use it. Good. Fuck that. We should make them for him. 
We okay. should. I we have to make sure we get the rights to the boxing logo, title boxing, because it's got to be a title boxing shirt. We just make them a whole bunch and let them sell them at the gym. I could ask him. Yeah, I don't know what the legalities behind that is because of the franchise rights and the rights to the trademark and everything. But I think. But they have like. It it wouldn't even have to have the title boxing on it. You just do like boxing related. No, nah, I think it's got to have title boxing. Because all the it. other shirts that they've made for events that they've done, I don't think have had. Like the actual logo. Dash kicked my trash. He liked it. I told him. <laughs> so, and there, there is an update real quick before we get into events. Um, Josh Cameron, uh, who we've talked to a few times on the show, he was uh, in the middle of a legal battle. And he talked about it when he was on yeah, our show. Um, trespassing at a... Uh, uh, <laughs> a it public... It was a meal of event, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a public ticketed event, which he had a ticket for. It's kind of hard to trespass when you've bought a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and, and you can be asked to leave, which he was, and he left. Mm-hmm. But you can't be ticketed for trespassing if you leave when they ask you to leave. So he got a lawyer, and he went to the first hearing, and today... The 21st, what's 22nd, 22nd? <laughs> what's today, um, was his court date and they dismissed the charges. And I was like, dude, are you excited? And he was like, no. <laughs> He's like, I wanted them to see what yeah. asses they were being. And I was like, yeah, but at the same time, you're going to be like, dude, your asses. So he has a GoFundMe because he still has about $1,700 worth of legal fees that he has to pay off. Um Anyways, I can share that. I think I've shared it on Facebook. I can share it again if anybody's interested in helping. But it's some law. I can't... Schrodinger's? Is that what it is? And anyway, so his fight is over. And I was like, that's good. You don't have any fines. You don't have to do any jail time. Like... It could have yeah. gone completely the other way, but... Well, and the truth is, most of the time with that shit, if you actually start to fight it, it's not worth the prosecuting attorney or the, or the state or the county or whatever to... to well, to put up a defense and everything that's... Yeah. Pre- well, I'm sure now that she's not in public office anymore, it's you like, well, what's the point? love the bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, that was a good update. All right. So, let's do some events. Oh. I didn't have my notebook out. Oh, well, okay. So while you're getting the notebook ready, um, we were supposed to have tonight uh, Enrique Lamon, the editor for City Weekly, on with us, but uh, they have a pretty big edition coming out uh, that will. He actually called me. Well, once again. Awesome. Well, once again, plagiarize that once it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they just did two huge back to back because they did the Sundance. Yeah. Um, issue and then the legislative the legislative review yeah and so and that's the one that we'll probably plagiarize the hell out of <laughs> um, between that and, and other sources like this is the time of year that all the legislation's happening because the se- the session's going to start here soon uh, so we're Can starting they to see all those bills. the government to shut down it's the federal government. Federal government, the government Jeremy. Government. I know. Just curious if that affects that. No, because all that's funded by the states. So. Um, so anyway, so we'll talk to Enrique some other time. Um, we're we're trying to work out a date, but uh, we got some other stuff for you tonight. But uh, we'll start with events. Uh, I almost forgot that I got my Sundance tickets on Saturday. That's what I did. Oh, I yeah, forgot I saw that, that I went and got them. Oh yeah, and I'm now a member. <laughs> which was unintentional. Um, I So like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I think maybe I 
talked about it last week. The Rock announced that they were going to be premiering his upcoming film at Sundance, and it's with like Nick Frost and Stephen Marchant, and it's about um, her name is. Page and I can't remember her last name, but she's a female WWE wrestler. So it's basically her story. And um, I was looking, it was, was it the day before, two days before tickets went on sale. I was looking through the calendar and it said tickets available. So I clicked on it and I was like, it let me buy them. And I was like, oh, I feel this isn't right, but I still did it anyways. <laughs> and so, Turns out you were becoming a member of the society. Yeah. <laughs> no, two days later, I got an email that was like, we're going through our audits and noticed that you purchased tickets. We just need your membership <laughs> information. <laughs> I was like, because they do a membership purchased like two days three days before um the locals only anyway so i just purchased the indie like it was really cool because you do get benefits through the year so it's not like i'm losing out on anything well and if you want to go to if you want to go to a bunch of movies that's a good way to go get tickets early yeah yeah and that too because they they do get you in that anyways so of all the like 10 movies i we were able to get tickets to three so which isn't too bad Everything just sells out so fast. And they're $25 a ticket. <laughs> so that's awesome, too. Anyways, so Sundance starts this weekend. Um, follow our friend Stuart Graves. He has tons of awesome information. Um, if you decide you want to go up there and watch celebrities or just even go see films or whatnot. Um, and you can follow him on Salt Lake Magazine, too. Um, t- if you missed it tonight, did you guys see that Mitt Romney is doing a town hall in davis county yes yeah which uh leads to one of our stories uh ben mcadams did one already but he still has two more between now and the middle of february yeah he had to reschedule them because of the uh the shutdown and so did john curtis because the uh, not just the shutdown but actually because the recess that they normally would take they're not taking because of the shutdown because they're trying to end it because it's been a month and uh, right. shut down in history. So we'll now. talk about that in the news, but because I didn't write down the updated dates. Um, a reminder that on the 25th, Mods Cafe is having their one year. Um, last week, I told everyone that this place needs to be patronized because what they offer is an eight to 12 week employment opportunity for the Youth Volunteers of America, the Utah Homeless Resource Center, and the Young Men and Young Women Transition Home. Um, so it just would be awesome to see the community out and supporting this place so these people can continue to work. Guess what? Silicone Slopes is coming up. Yeah. Holy crap. I was going through their website today because I was like, let me just get some basic information. There's not basic information. They have over 100 guest speakers. Over a hundred, <laughs> but it's really cool. So it goes from the thirtieth to the first. It's one hundred and forty nine dollars for all access. They're doing the Salt Palace, so that's and this like is, this is the tech summit, is what she's talking yes. about. Because Silicon Slopes exists as an organization year round. Yes. They oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Stuff. It's their huge conference. Um, they had over twenty thousand people there last year. Uh, this year. They, the, some of the people that will be speaking, the CEO of Pinterest, the CEO of Ancestry.com, Adobe's founder, uh, the founder, uh, the CEO of Marco Polo, which I would give her a high five because I love that app, um, the president of UVU, um, the Domo CEO, the CEO of Trigger. I mean, it just, the list goes on and on and on. There are a lot of really awesome people that are going to be speaking at yeah. this. I mean, this is a, this is something that you, we talked about it last year, but this is something that Utah has that doesn't exist elsewhere. 
Like there's very few places where you get this kind of massive tech summit, and it's because of how big tech is here in the state of Utah. I mean, and this it's just is, getting bigger. Yeah, too. this is this yeah. is the reason they called it Silicon Slopes, and they started this way back in the Olympics, um, was to bring Silicon Valley to Utah. And that's really been, how long it's been working. Yeah, they started this project back in around the Olympics, the time of the Olympics. That was one of their big goals when they brought the Olympics here, was to basically court tech industry to start bringing their second offices over here. And here we are in 2019 and the explosion of population and it's all tech driven. That's cool. I didn't know that because I had moved to New Jersey, so I didn't know all those things. That's bad. A couple other events that are coming up that are of importance. Um, I decided we needed to like broaden our scope, like statewide, since we're a state. But there's not really anything going on in St. George except for a lot of paint night classes and like gun shooting. So and being um, warmer than here. So. But in Ogden is the on the first is the fourth annual Yeti Bash, and it is Bash Yetis close. It's about the cups. Um, so it's a Friday night art stroll, and they're going to have over a hundred beard competitors. Excellent. I I meant to write down some of the categories because they were really funny, but. That is awesome. They're going to have a beer garden. Um, I would assume maybe Talisman will be up there since they're in Ogden. Uh, food truck rally. It's $10 before, $15 day of. But that's, it looked like a lot of fun. And it's their fourth annual. And it's, oh, it's at the Union, the Ogden Union Station. So. Catch some ghosts while you're you there. You can. Definitely. Yeti ghosts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, on the second, um, this might be of interest in your area, uh, the Hope for Suicide Prevention Walk is at Riverton High School. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is from 9 to 10 a.m. And I just thought this was really cool. So the Hope Squad is a peer-based organization at Riverton High School, and they are basically trained to recognize uh, their peers that are at risk and um, to help those kids seek help from, like, a trusted adult. So, and I know what it was... La- it was last year that there was that kid that Chinda's cousin, mm-hmm. nephew, I mean. Yeah, the so, side at Riverton. Yeah. Um, I um, guess this is kind of a downer, but kind of cool. So we'll talk about the legislative session coming up. On the 4th at Capitol Hill is the Domestic Violence Awareness Day. It's at 9.30 um, on Monday. Um I wrote down some information on the sheet because I, I wanted to know like how bad it was in Utah. And so there were 78 homicides in Utah in 2018. And domestic violence was the leading cause of the majority of those again. Um, Deseret News tracked all of the homicides through the year and they had like a page that had everybody's faces to it. Um, so this group helps in passing sound legislation that protects and empowers um, the, it empowers victims. So that would be a good day to go up to the Capitol. Um, uh, I haven't talked about wizarding days. No, we it's kind of, I was like, I keep I meaning to, and I keep forgetting it again. That's crazy. Yeah. So this will be their third annual. Well, this is a really fun event for it's families. so fun and it's just getting bigger so this time they're offering a master class pass that they'll have specific classes that will be offered if you purchase this pass um i know that they're doing um like literature art um i can't remember a couple of the other ones but that this pass gets you into those classes so they're not just for anyone and 
it's nice because this event offers passes from anywhere from $5 to $65. So $65 is a whole weekend for a family of six. That's yeah, good. that's pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. So, um, Get your tickets for that at Wizarding Days, and Days has a Z at the end. Do they have the dates? Dot com. Yes. Did I write them down? No. Is the question. No, no, she did not. <laughs> it's just coming it up. A, just look it up. It was a interesting day at work, so I'll look it up. But she got dates on everything else. But, I did. Uh, she's she's in, against it. I'm, like, I'm, I'm halfway effective. I think it's in March, isn't no, it? No, it's at the end of February. February 22nd and 23rd. There you go. So I should know that, and... If you come, you'll hear me talking about podcasting. Are you, gonna, are you, are you doing yeah. a panel? Or yeah, panel? I got invited to be part of a panel. <laughs> so, yeah, Fun. it'll be interesting. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so let's, uh, I guess we'll get into some news. You Sound guess. like a plan? Yeah. Be more confident. I don't feel good. I'm not confident I today. Know. I feel like shit. It's not confidence you lack. Lack its competency right now. Your brain is mushy. Yeah, it is really. It's getting there. Like, I can't promise that when this is edited, it's going to be good. Because <laughs> my brain power well, is... Well, it shouldn't need very much yeah. since we're just going straight through. Yeah, my brain power. And for those of you that don't know, I don't do a whole lot of editing anyway. I just try to clean up the sound quality quite a bit. Um, but anyway, so, uh, I'm just doing these in order. Sorry for clearing my throat on the mic. I'm kind of a dick. Um, there's a Utah company now helping patients regrow skin and bone. Um, so polarity TE, um, it's now up to 200 employees and they're, um, Wow, Jesus, they're moving into a 400,000 square foot. At the University of Utah's Research Park. That's so rad. Who did we? It's like Star Trek. Who did we interview? It had been at least a year, if not two years ago, where we talked about the rat with the ear growing on its back. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of stuff reminds me of that, even though he said that that never actually took off, but it made all of this awareness. However, something like this is much more... Useful and cool than growing ears on rats' backs. <laughs> it was Dr. Henstrom, the plastic, oh, the plastic surgeon. surgeon. Dr. F- Dr. Touchdown? Yes, Dr. Yeah, Touchdown. Dr. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, he's, uh, this is, I mean, it's really cool. Like, like developing, um, you know, skin and bone treatment products, basically, um, to regrow shit. Like, this is for like burn victims. This yeah. is amazing. This is huge stuff. This is can really they, cool. Well, shit. If they're doing bones, can they do like someone with bone cancer, like remove sections of the cancer's bone? And- well, I'm I'm sure long term that would be the idea, right? Like this is cutting edge shit. So the stuff that they're doing is probably not something you're going to see commercially viable for a few years. But some of the some of the tech, like the regenerative um, techniques for body parts, um, ligament and cartilage tissue, cardiac tissue, lung tissue, gastrointestinal tissue, which is awesome. Um, and then the potential to regenerate tissues of hollow and solo solid organs. Just more cool things. Wow, can, this is like, it gave me goosebumps. They can process harvested skin and, uh, skin samples into their skin TE product in as little as three hours. And in many cases, many cases can both receive and produce 
receive, produce, and return the treatment in a single day. So basically, they can get your sample, they can grow a bunch of shit, and give it back to you to, for them to graft. And out of your own skin cells. And your own skin, skin regrafted back onto you. That's pretty fucking That's amazing. Cool. So my coworker, our finance director, just had stem cells inserted into his spine to regenerate. Can he walk now? Uh, no, and like he's walking with a cane. I like I'm like, dude, you need a cool cane. <laughs> but yesterday was his first day I back. A, I got a I got a bull, bull penis cane in my office. <laughs> Should I take it to him just to see what his like reaction it, is? It is straight up a cane made out of a bull's dick. They take it and they stretch it and they just twist for it one and day. They lacquer it. I'll bring it back. I'll go get it. Um. Anyways, <laughs> but like it's such a cool process, and so I can't remember what discs it is, but it's supposed to. Uh, regenerate in between those discs so he doesn't have to have surgery but he, like he can't have any blood thinners like so no ibuprofen nothing like that he just is like I'm like just meditate through the pain too <laughs> but like my uncle I don't know if you guys saw when we were there his eye is a little weird he got shot in the eye by a firework like 10 or 11 years ago and he had to get stem cells put in his eye in order to prepare for his um his transplant that See, he had in his eye discarded baby fetuses yeah we something. call them fetus eye <laughs> can he ta- can your, awesome can your coworker take cbd um, I can ask him. Can, he just, can he just smoke pot? Because I got tested. I don't know. No, because I got CBD from from Oleo that doesn't test. Like it, there's no THC in it. Um, p- the police officers and the firefighters here take it because it doesn't test positive. It's, I'd I'd have to ask because he's like I don't think he's Tylenol is the only thing he said that he is allowed to take. But anyway, yeah, I mean it's worth asking because I like it. It's what do you use it back. for? Like. My low back, ever since I got in that accident, it's been really, really bad. So I bought a jar from Derek while I'm going through physical therapy. Is it like a cream or is it like no, a... No, it's just a, it's a gel. It's a liquid gel. So they have like a... They have drops. And they have a juice. sleep like one that has... Teeny, me- tiny seeds. They have a, like one that has melatonin in it. This one has... I'm not sure what it has in it. I don't know. Something. It's a... It's cumin or... Something it's like it's that. a bunch of all natural shit. Hmm. So, and then um, they have just plain it's CBD. Fucking, it's all and then there's shit. one other one. <laughs> it really is all hippie shit, but anyway. it seems to work. So. Yeah. Um. So another cool, another cool thing Utah is doing. So we talked about Silicon Slopes. Well, Utah is in the middle of starting a two and a half million dollar debt forgiveness program for tech grads. So um, it's something that uh, basically it's it's a uh, a loan forgiveness program for students. So basically like a University of Utah student, if you're going to a four-year program, you can apply for this 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 uh, program after your freshman year. Uh, and if you qualify, uh, basically you stay in the state for three years after graduating and they forgive three years worth of loans. So that's, that's so awesome. Where was that when I was in college? I know, right? Like that's you 30. You're in that's, the wrong sector, sir. That's 30 grand. <laughs> 30 grand in debt relief uh, for someone going to like the University of Utah, which I think is the most expensive public school in the state. That would have been almost my whole student loans right there. But the stuff that it includes is software development, uh, management an- an analysts, um, computer systems analysts, CIS managers, networking computer systems admins. So basically, any of the any of the high tech type stuff, they're trying to get students to stay here because we have really good programs, uh, and I think students are getting headhunted out of the state. Well, it says um, the nearly fifteen hundred unfulfilled positions for software applications, only seven hundred and fifty 
um, jobs are open. So like that over 750 jobs are open. That's crazy. Yeah. And so half those jobs are sitting out there open. So they're trying to fill them with, with locals. It's also cheaper to get someone straight out of college. Um, so there's not, not as cheap there. as the old timey folks at the office seem to think not that no, cheap. But. Fuck no, man. We had that discussion why well, Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, and like, <laughs> like people still think that we can pay a student, you know, $10 an hour to do basic Java coding. And I'm like, no, no, your entry level Java guys are making damn near six figures right now for, for basic yeah. Java knowledge. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's the same in my field. These old. Time architects, oh, we'll just get some kids out of college and pay them ten dollars an hour. It's like, no, no, you'll be no, you won't, because they can work at McDonald's for more than that, dude. You'll um, be getting them for twenty five dollars an hour. Yeah, like I just had to, I just had to do that with one of my staff. So, um, it's it's just it's it's a different world we live in. Wages have gone up, and in in Utah in particular, especially with tech jobs. It's hard to fucking find people. I mean, like Bree said, there's still half of the fifteen hundred jobs are still open. Uh, and and there's there's no people like finding a Java developer in the state of Utah. This is damn is it because there's a gap in between those who are going to school and those jobs being created? I think it's because there's just too many jobs being brought here and not enough resources. We have a I mean we have a lot of tech people here, but you know when you introduce what do we have? So fifteen hundred jobs from like Adobe, and you have how many how many jobs came in for like Amazon had stuff come out here. Um, well, you have Oracle, Oracle, Domo, Domo are based here, Vivint. You've got DigiCert that's based here uh, that just acquired a big chunk of Norton. Um, you've got... Uh, Overstock has... Overstock's analytic. headquartered here. Yeah. eBay's got eBay, a ton of yeah. people here. Um, you've PayPal's got going to have one. Exactware that's here. You've got IM Flash that's here. Like, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Think of all like the game development companies that are oh, out yeah. here. Microsoft's mm-hmm. got a branch Disney out does. here. Disney Interactive's got a branch out here. Well, and, and up at the U, they have the the game. I don't even know what it is. The the, the class that. Yeah, they have a east. They have an esports scholarship yeah. program and an esports team at the U. Like it's insane the amount of tech that's here, and there's just not just not enough people to feed the job demand right now. So if you're in that space, uh, this is a good time to be you because you're probably one of the only people that can afford to buy the houses that go up for sale right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, yeah, I I thought that was a really cool program to try and get some people to stay. So Uh, this weekend, uh, we had a a new women's march, a third, third women's march. Is this the third year they've been doing it? Yeah, because yeah, cause last year was in the s- freaking snow at Park City. <laughs> so on Saturday, I got this picture from my uh, co-worker, Steve, <laughs> who is a lovely gay man that I work with. And he's standing in front of the Capitol and he's holding a sign that says, impeach the motherfucker. So that's his new uh, picture now whenever he sends me any messages. But um, I think it's awesome that people are getting out there and supporting women and it's not just a bunch of women because that becomes very easily dismissed by um, the white men who run our state well, and country. This year's theme, they had a, a theme this year and it was for um, Pandos, which is uh, the organization that helps with the Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Relatives Committee, um, which is a huge, a huge problem and it's not even talked about. I feel like I should find an article so we can talk a little it's bit so more about weird. it. What is it. What do they mean, indigenous women? For Native American oh. women are disappearing. They're just... Just vanishing. Vanishing. 
that just don't come home one day. Yeah. A lot of them. So it's they the were, Wendigo, they were at, I'm sure they wish it was the Wendigo because <laughs> they're being sold into slavery <laughs> or murdered. Yeah, it's, it's human trafficking. Um, they're becoming sister wives or worse. That's they, they were at the, uh, the powwow on the 24th last year down at Liberty park and they had a bunch um of they i actually just found my when i was cleaning out my garage of these little papers that have like a little red felt person it looks like a stick figure but or like a gingerbread man i guess like that silhouette um and each and it just had information about all these women that were missing and so that was the theme this year. Well, it's March. I, I like what I mean. This this goes to to show why they're doing it. So they were talking to Jackie Biskupski, who's there, um, and she said, you know, so at the at the legislature right now we have twenty five women uh, holding seats in the state legislature, which is the most in Utah's history. Um, but Biskupski said it the best. It's not enough. There are a hundred legislatures in Utah. And there's only 25 women. That's not good enough. Because certainly there's more than 25% women in the state, right? But we have to get them to run. Yeah, you have to get them to run. Uh, and, and you have to support them when they do run. Yes. Uh, and so I, when I see strong... Awesome women uh, like Shireen Gorani is running for and Misty and, and Misty and, yeah. and 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 those folks running for office. You have to get behind them. She, and I'm sorry, Mia Love doesn't count. No, she doesn't count. <laughs> Shireen announced. We like to pretend that that her reign ever never happened. She had the Republican her Party's reign. hand so far up her ass. She wasn't speaking for herself. I think most of the time. Shireen announced Felt she's running country. for Salt Lake Mayor. Is that what she's running for? To County. County. She's running for to replace Ben McAdams. Yes. And running's kind of a misnomer because we don't actually get to vote on it. Yeah. But but they, they are they doing a debate soon, I think? Yes. Actually? Uh this Friday. Yeah, I think the, so. I wrote it down. And it's her and Jenny Wilson and who else is running for that? Two a bunch other of people dudes. nobody knows. Is that the that's not the one that um It's the twenty fourth at Jordan High School at five thirty. Tabacus. That's not the one he's running for, is it? No, that's the no. that's a city mayor. He's okay. running for Salt Lake City Mayor. That's Jackie's spot. Yeah. So uh, because Jackie's now at the legislature, right? Didn't no. She, he's just going to run against her. Mm-hmm. I thought she had gotten a seat at the seat legislature. I'm just retarded. Yes. No. Just All right. <laughs> it's no, I think I, track I, of. I, I think what it is 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 cold brain is killing Bugger me. brain. Yeah, there's a lot of buggers. You should see all these. No, we these. don't want to. Thanks. You should see these snotty folds down here in this this trash bag. We'll take your word for it. Um, Just don't let the dog play in there. Speaking of Jackie Biskupski. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is funny. So, Ish. Uh, amazingly. So, Scott Freetag, who got voted to. Uh, I don't fucking understand how they voted him. So, so. Biskupski actually fired him from, he was the director of Salt Lake City's 911 uh, Dispatch 911. Center, uh, and she fired him. Um, and in 2019... Well, say why. Well, it doesn't say, does it? Yeah. yeah he, was, he was arrested on January driving. 3rd for driving a Salt Lake City Corp vehicle at 1.30 oh, p.m. Right. with his blood alcohol content 
at 0.214%. This is January 3rd, 2018. So this is before the elections. So he pleaded guilty to driving under the influence Two point, and was sentenced oh to three God. days in jail and 72 pickled. hours of community service. How the fuck do you function at 0.214? That is really fucking well, intoxicated. He wasn't just drunk. He was, I think he was drinking in the car because <laughs> in exchange for his plea, prosecutors dropped the two other misdemeanor charges against him, having an open container in the car and... Dun, 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 carrying a firearm. So, okay, so he, he gets fired from the, the 911 dispatch center by, by Biskupski, decides to run for office for Layton City Mayor. Just a city councilman. Or city councilman. And then yeah. the council votes for him to be the mayor. <laughs> mayor? So, so not only does he get on the council... But he's all, and so like this is making like national headlines basically because this dude Layton, you suck. Like how fucking dumb are you guys? So I know of three. Co- <laughs> I, there, I have at least three coworkers that live in Layton. And they probably and fucking I, voted for. I him. almost want to walk to all of them and say, "Did you vote for Mayor DUI?" Because <laughs> we know you voted for Trump too. Oh, well, I know at least one of them. My direct immediate boss voted for Trump. I don't know. Lori may not have voted. I'm not sure. She's she's kind of quiet. Um, Kathy, if she voted, she probably voted for Trump. So um, we talked about this a, a little bit ago. Ben McAdams had to reschedule his town halls. Um, so he had uh, um, a humongous humongous town hall uh this this last week um it was saturday um and it was in west valley at uh what, like at the at the city building at the rec, at, center. At the rec center yeah people in this in the city were like so this is what a <laughs> town hall is yeah so i, I mean, thought it was just flyers and phone calls <laughs> so he got he got questions from about 85 people while doing this town hall um and it, if you see pictures of it it was packed there were a lot of people asking a lot of questions. Everything from, you know, what are we going to do about the shutdown to, you know, more specific local stuff. Um, but there were also a lot of people that just expressed thanks and gratitude that he's willing to listen to his constituents. Because me and Love sure as fuck never did one of these. Not like this. Um, and nope. so that's a, that's a big deal. They talked about border security. Um, you know, and his, his answers were... You know, is is this is why I really like him. There was um, a resident from District Four who asked about bipartisanship, and McAdams said, "I think bipartisan policy making has to start with bipartisan relationships and bipartisan respect." One of the things I've started doing is instead of posting up where all the Democrats are in the U.S. House chamber between votes, is posting at the center and organically trying to have conversations with people on the other side of the aisle. And that's a big deal. I mean, and he's he's talked about this before, but he was a he was a Democratic mayor for the biggest county in the state in a state that is extremely Republican. And you don't get things done as the mayor of Salt Lake County without being able to work with the state legislature. And that means 
working with a predominantly like 75 to 80% Republican legislature and a Republican governor. It's not easy. Uh, and it does require you to make compromises and to come to the table with, with realistic goals. And so that's something that, that he's going to take to Washington. And Democrats are going to be pissed because he's going to be very moderate. Uh, and Republicans are pissed because he's not Republican. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Right now, he's probably the best that we can hope for in the district in terms of representation. Uh, now, once uh, hopefully the state legislature doesn't fucking change our gerrymandering proposition, but they're probably going to from the sounds of it. And Medicaid. Yeah, because clearly the people voted for something. Uh, fuck them. They don't know what they're they doing. Have a, no, and now the they're trying to change um, ballot initiative requirements. requirements, too. Yeah, well. So dumb. It's, uh, well. Because... Nothing that we actually voted for because we wanted to. You guys are just kids. We'll here's take care of you because the legislature is your father. Here's the thing to change ballot initiative requirements. They have to get the vote of the people. So they, that requires them to pass a constitutional amendment, which requires a, a public vote. Uh, the only the part of it I agree with is getting the signatures in every 14 days. I think that's good because it prevents misinformation and miscollecting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but look at the fucking requirements already. Like, they like they get fined for every duplicated signature that they have when they sign and petitions. And they got fined all Yeah, because there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, I'll sign. Yeah, I'll sign. I already signed, but I'll sign again. Don't sign again they if it's warned the same people, petition. Dude, please don't sign if you've signed this before. Because it costs money and it costs time when there's duplicated signatures. But this is what's crazy. Beyond all that, the requirements are fucking insane to get something on the ballot. They managed to get things on the ballot, which means you have to get a certain percentage of population in every single county to sign a petition to say, yes, this needs to be on the ballot. And then these measures passed on the ballot. And now the legislature thinks they know better than the fucking people who are voting on these things, not because they don't, not because there's not a better solution, but because they've given the legislature years. They gave the legislature eight years to figure out Medicaid expansion. Eight fucking years. And they couldn't do it. And so now the people vote on it and the legislature's like, yeah, well, we're just going to fucking change it. And same thing with medical marijuana. Fucking eight years, basically, to, to figure out a solution that works for the people. And they've dicked us over on that. And that's going to end up in court. And I really hope that it goes to court and it goes to the Utah Supreme Court and the legislature gets handed a big fucking pile of shit and says, nope, you have to implement it the way it was written. Well, people, stop voting for them. The problem is, is you know what's going to happen? Almost all of these people's people are going to Herbert. get... Here's, they're going to get voted back in But here's the fucking the problem. So in 2020, when the census comes, if they fuck with the gerrymandering stuff that, that we, we as a group of citizens in this state voted for and said, yes, we want an independent commission to draw our boundaries... When those boundaries get redrawn, if they fuck that over here in this legislative session or the next, guess what's going to happen in 2020 when we draw boundaries? They're going to re-split Salt Lake so that we can't have a Democrat. It's going to be all. It's not. It has nothing to do even with the national representation. They'll redraw boundaries again, so people like Eric, Eric Hutchings wins in our district, which is overwhelmingly Democratic, but he wins all the time. Because it's drawn in a way that he gets enough Republican votes, even in an 80% voter turnout election, he gets just enough votes to win. 
And that's the way they redraw the local lines. And as long as they're allowed to do that, they maintain control of the House and the Senate. And in a supermajority fashion where they can do whatever the fuck they want, they don't even have to pay attention to the Democrats. Because that's that's where we're at right now. This is your fault, people. (laughs) Well, maybe not our listeners. And that... And that being said, there's a bunch of other bills in the House to pay attention to. So we'll, you're pro- we're probably going to talk about these every week for the next month or so. Uh, we're going to talk about stuff that's coming up, stuff to pay attention to, stuff to write your local representative, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, but your House and your Senate reps uh, to, to pay attention to, depending on what you think about legislation. So we'll start. There's, there, these are all just starting to come out. Um, there's, there's going to be thousands probably by the time it's all said and done. Um, but some ones to watch are, uh, house bill 71, uh, which are some health education stuff. So basically, uh, change again, changes the way sex education is conducted in Utah schools. Um, it would allow for health education instruction to include information about the medical characteristics, effectiveness, and limitations of contraceptive method, contraception, contraceptive methods and devices. Basically, it allows them to teach about contraception, which right now they're not allowed to do. Did you see the the what's his name? The guy that does the comic, the ba- Bagley. Pat Bagley. Did you see his cartoon for this that mm-hmm. was out this week? Where they're sitting in the boat. There's a teacher in a rowboat with a couple of kids, and the. the the sea around them is sex education. And he's like, okay, kids, time to put your blindfolds on. So the kids are all putting their blindfolds on as they... Row. Anyway, it was apropos. His, his cartoons are great. They're subtle, but they're funny. Which so is why they're great. There's a student and school safety assessment. Um, so basically, it changes the way school safety is handled and, and public safety officers and stuff like that uh, inside of schools. I, I don't know a lot of detail about that one. Honestly, I care less and less now that my kids are older and older. <laughs> it has to... Uh, so Heather was saying it has. It also has to do with the lockdowns and how they handle their protocol for shootings. For and, active shooter situations and yeah. school lockdowns. Yeah. It's, it's how they handle it. Daylight savings time. This is like the third time this one's I, popped up. Can I would please? love to see this happen. More. I'm pretty sure it's more. Can we please get rid of the damn daylight savings? Thing? But here's the thing about this bill. This bill really doesn't do anything because this bill just makes it so that if the federal legislature decides to authorize states to opt out of standard time, Utah will remain on. No, you daylight. can. Arizona does. Part of Arizona does not change. It's in Nevada. Yeah, but they do it on their own. And Iowa, part of Iowa doesn't, and Hawaii doesn't. Yeah, so it doesn't... Uh, why is this bill reliant upon... Because the federal government doesn't actually give states that authority now. They just do it. Because what what can the government do about it? Because <laughs> so, the government doesn't have anything So then what's the to... point of us even doing this if we're saying only if the government lets us? Well, hopefully it gets rewritten properly. But this is this is... I think we should do it. I think it's stupid as hell that fucking daylight savings time exists. We're not fucking farmers that work off well, the, the so time and, of the fucking sun. And here's up. the argument that goes with that. Well, we, we changed it for the farmers. Well, one, that hasn't been a relevant argument for over 100 years. Yeah. Two, the farmer gets up when the sun comes up. It doesn't matter what Yeah, it doesn't matter what says. fucking time it is. It doesn't make a difference what your clock says. Because the, ra- the rooster wakes you up and your neighbors. Mr. Fluffy Pants is doing his job. No, he's fucking dead, dude. Don't bring him up. <laughs> I started calling my cat that. Mr. There Fluffy is, Pants? There is, a, uh, there is a rooster here on 62nd. So sometimes when I go into work, if I'm going in later and the sun's coming mm-hmm. up, I can hear him. He crows all the time. And you can hear him. He's like right on 62nd. like Somewhere. Yeah. 
Like across from the mental health center. Contraband. Hiding out. No, I'm sure it's owned. So this is one that you guys do need to pay attention to, HB 136. Please tell your Congress critter up in the state. The state Con- uh, your Congress critter? Yep, in the state, in the state house. Uh, tell them. <laughs> Hashtag Congress critter. You need critter. to put that in the show notes. Congress critter. Make, make sure and tell them to shut this fucking thing down and don't let it get out to the floor. So basically, there is a dumbass bitch that is trying to, she's submitted legislation to change the way abortion works in the state of Utah. Uh, and basically disallow it after 15 There weeks. are a lot of people that don't even know they're pregnant yet at 15 weeks. So um, basically this is unconstitutional. Um, and the the office that, that the state legislature created specifically to look at constitutionality of laws and make sure we don't pass legislation that's going to cost the state millions of dollars to fight in federal court. Uh, this is one of those things that the state would spend millions of dollars fighting in federal court because it's absolutely illegal uh, to limit abortion in this way. Um, it would become the most restrictive law in the nation. So call your House of Representative member and tell them to not no, let HB one thirty six not let HB one thirty six out of committee. Like, don't even give it the light of day. It's it's fucking believable. I don't understand why she thinks she can get this passed. She probably can. Uh, and then, of course, the medical cannabis modifications, um, it would which we've already amend the list about. of conditions qualifying for medical cannabis. Um, and again, it's not anything like what the original list was. Uh, so go fuck yourself, state legislature, on that one. Um, end of I life. like this end of life uh, prescription provisions. Yeah, so that's HB 121. Uh, it would establish a procedure for individuals with terminal diseases to receive uh, basically drugs to kill themselves. Uh, euthanasia, more or less. Um, so it wouldn't allow... There's a lot of details in it, but basically a doctor could give them enough drugs to kill themselves, uh, to which the patient would be able to do if they wanted to. It's Some states already do it. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. It's totally legal in some states. Doctor-assisted suicide is a 100% legal thing, and it should be. It should be regulated, but if you make it legal, you don't have weird, shady shit going on um, where where people are killing people that don't deserve to die. Dr. Kevorkian. Yeah, well. That's that extreme. But. but I don't even know if he's like, I don't think that that's a bad person. Like what he did was just be willing to do things that others wouldn't. And yeah, it was illegal. But, you know, look, I got my 23andMe stuff back, right? And I'm going to have Alzheimer's. And I kind of knew that without having any kind of genetic shit back because every one of my grandfather and his siblings all had Alzheimer's. My other grandfather on my dad's side had Alzheimer's. I'm going to fucking have Alzheimer's. And when I get to that point and I have Alzheimer's kick in, I don't want to fucking put anyone in my life through that. And well, I don't look at what John goes it. through. I don't know if you hear some of his stories, but... Is it his mother? It's his, it's his mom. mom. It's, it's his mom. And yeah. she lives in the basement. And I mean, it just... Like it's just devastating to him and and she shouldn't have to deal with that because I'm sure like I told him, she had him promise that he'd always take care of her. I said, Yeah, but if she could get outside of her body as herself, she would feel terrible about how it is and she wouldn't expect you to do that. But now it's too late for all of that. And now he's he's stuck in this rock and a hard place where he's promised his mommy's gonna take care of her and she's mean and she's crazy and and it's worse than watching a little kid. Like it's it's way worse. So there's um, 
There's some other stuff uh, for the environment. What? The support animal one yeah, is the only one that I've read the entire way through. You read the whole thing? Yes, whole I did. Yeah. So that's HB 43. Yeah, because tenants are, every animal is a support animal now. And so they have to make laws that basically say, yes, this really is, or no, this isn't, because, you know, people try to get away with anything. The support ferret and the support turtle. Uh, the support yeah. crocodile alligator. Did you guys see that? <laughs> no, thank you. Well, and Jess is, uh, the reason Jess read through this is because she is a landlord and she's like, I am. God damn it. I've already had to deal with the support mouse that fucking bred and made a bunch of baby mice and we're also support mice. For <laughs> no, I mean, there, there are definitely legitimate concerns uh, for this uh, gentleman who had, uh, I don't remember how old he was, has a heart condition. And so he has... Uh, I don't remember if it's a dog. I think it's a dog that he has, but it took an extra like year to get his note from his doctor because he couldn't get into his doctor. Then that dog, he passes out like two times a day and the dog catches him. So you have situations like that that are clearly very legitimate. Um, and but, then but you the, have people that just is, can't you can, give... You can order a fucking vest online and slap it on. I could slap it on a chopper exactly. and say he's a service animal. <laughs> He's not a fucking service well, that's, animal. That's part of the problem, too, is that it's easy just to log on and print out a certificate that says this animal is a support animal when it's really not. Walmart are not support. Well, animals. that's just it. Like you, you can tell, by the way. So you go go to a place like like Comic-Con, right? And people are walking around with their fucking dogs that say service animal and have the stupid vest and those dogs are like looking at everything they're they're jumping they're not staying like that's not a fucking that's service animal. animal is calm their tail is down there's they stand because beside they're their properly owner. trained to be they in even situations. will lay down if their owner's standing there long enough because they're just they they don't care about anything else they're just trained to do whatever it is for their even person the, even the ones in training because like they'll they, they, that's actually something you see a lot at like comic conventions is they'll have they'll have support animals in training because that's one of the ways you train them is where else are you going to get 40,000 people near this animal at the same time and so but even those animals in training are way better behaved than fucking people throwing a vest on a dog well and I I it just I just remembered why I read through the whole entire thing because there was an article in the paper about a family that moved Moved from Harriman up to somewhere in Davis County because um, they have support chickens <laughs> and Harriman has HOA policies that doesn't allow that. And so they, you know, they explain it. Because that's not a goddamn thing. But, but the, the girl had tr- trauma when she was younger. She had a head, head injury and she wouldn't leave the house. And they got these chickens and all of a sudden she started leaving the house and spending time with these chickens. That was the only like comfort to her. So that was like how this all spawned. That's that's different though. Like I get if you Well, it's like having a com- a companion cat. But but she's not trying to take her chickens on a plane or to Comic-Con or she might. No, but she might want them in the city of Harriman where in wherever they were living, it's not allowed. But if you have a medical necessity, they they can't really deny well, it. Well, that could have been fixed if her parents had just not fucking gotten chickens when they weren't allowed to. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying it's just yeah. it's just a fine line. Like they're really going to have to dig into this bill to make sure that um, that everybody's taken care of. Well, I think, look, the proper way to do it is is 
to actually, you know, if it's a service animal, to provide proper indication that it's required and that the animal has actually completed training. And to do that, you have to create a registry for that stuff. There's a registry for, for stolen firearms. There's a registry. There's not really a registry for registered firearms. You, there's a big box in some fucking place in New Hampshire. <laughs> but but I they have to do it's, something it's like, like that. like the warehouse on Indiana Jones. Look, we have to have a license to drive a fucking car. That's easy to catalog. Why the hell can't you catalog if, a, if an animal is a support animal? They're all microchipped now. So it'd be very easy to identify whether or not that's a registered support animal. It would be as quick as scanning a fucking ID. Just like when I go to the liquor store, they have to scan my goddamn license so that they can prove I'm 21. <laughs> because we can't be fucking treated like adults in this state. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's a thing that they should probably do nationally. It's, it wouldn't be that hard to put together. I agree. It's a very interesting bill. I'm going to follow it. All right, so some environmental stuff, um, some wildfire prevention stuff, basically kind of creating some funds to help fight wildfires and a bunch of bureaucracy for creating state monuments. And then um, some uh, emissions amendments, um, basically changing the way emissions are done. The distraction or endangerment of a vulnerable highway user by emission of excessive exhaust. Basically, this is to... Rolling uh, coal? Yeah, this is for people that roll call for the diesel brother bitches. So those fucking trucks that that decide to fucking fix their engines so they can emit a giant fog of black bullshit on someone. It's to stop them. Thank you. That's what I want to say to people when I drive by them and they and they emit. I'd be like, "Thanks for that. What'd you just call it? Rolling it's coal." It's called rolling coal. No, it's black. Black bullshit. Yeah, what a giant call? fog of black bullshit. Fo- Thanks for the fog of black bullshit. That's what I'm going to fly wide. I need the, I need an electronic sign. I really do. That reads backwards. I can hold up in my windshield that, that says things like this to people. That's I'm going to say, like your car is broken. You need to get your blinker fixed. <laughs> <laughs> you should say, your brain is broken. You need to start using your blinker. Jesus. So there's some firearm violence and suicide prevention amendments. Um, there's, uh, some, uh, safe storage of firearm amendment. There's a weapons restriction amendment. Um, anyway, it'll grow. It's They're going to take your guns. We'll talk about this every week. So I'm not going to spend a lot more time on it today. We're just now starting to get stuff, uh, coming through here. So we will see a lot more. Like we said, that's why we actually can't be joined by Enrique tonight. Um, because they're publishing their giant issue. I used He's to, writing us content. Sorry. I used to do this for the hospital association, track all the hospital bills and each week go through and put links to like the updates and, and do summaries of, of where they were in, in, in the house and stuff. And this is the first year that neither Kelly nor I will be there for the legislative update. Kelly said that the year after I left, they kind of had to stop doing it because nobody knew how to do it. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> it's pretty easy to just stick a link in a document. It's not that hard. Man, I just, I feel like a freaking snot monster over here. I'm not you lying. are. I, uh, I had to go. You should a, try sleeping next to you. I got a rat. Well, so I would like, this Did is. Did you get it wet? Yeah, okay. it's wet. So this is, this is last night. I would estimate about every hour and a half I woke up. I had to flip over so my drainage would switch sides or get up and go blow my nose and then lay back down on the other side. So like, that, 
that congestion I had a couple weeks ago wasn't quite as bad, but man, I kept waking up with just huge congestion headaches. And yeah, I'd have to flip or get up, take some nose spray, blow my nose, kind of prop a pillow up. It was bad. You should just sleep on your recliner. Well, that's not that comfortable. I have breaking news. Can I talk about it? Yes, sure. Yes. So Jen Jones was on our show quite some time ago. She is the author of Dead History. And um, if you follow uh, Dead History, Jen basically researches um, cemeteries, headstones, the people that are in them, the history behind them. She and digs up graves. Yeah, she digs up graves. No, she doesn't dig up. Uh, she's the one that I went and led the investigation at the Wendover Airport uh, last summer. But she just got her city license to start doing uh, history tours up in Ogden. That's awesome. Really cool. So, yeah, really hopefully cool. they'll get some access to the tunnels. That would be rad. Oh, that would be cool. I'd go up to the tunnels. We should go through just that. Just to see them. We should go on a tour with her. That would be fun. To be clear, for those, those listeners, I don't believe in that bullshit, but... Uh, well, no, but the history behind all of it, especially yeah. knowing that Al Capone hated walking down the streets of Ogden. Like, well, that was because he didn't want to get murdered. Well, exactly. That's all. Murder town. <laughs> we, call that, we call it murder town. But Anyways, there's tunnels all so, throughout that area. It would be cool. Yeah, to, congrats to, to her. That is so freaking rad. It is really cool. So we have... Uh, I should write that down in the show notes. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Jen something. Dead history. Dead history. Yes. History. Ogden History Tours. Tours. No, they're Ogden. It's called Ogden History Tours. Yeah. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. It's a ghost tour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Ogden has a ton of history, actually. It does have a lot of history. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I found this. This is, this is, I got to tell you how I found this. There was a story in, I think in the Salt Lake Tribune that I read um, about uh, the Hillsdale um, family farms or friendly farms or something in Hillsdale, Utah. One three. Is it Hillsdale or Hillsdale? It doesn't matter. It's polygamist country. Um, three. They won three gold medals in the Utah Cheese Awards. And reading the article, I'm like, it's the way it was written. It made it sound like they made up their own awards <laughs> so they could it's give Hildale. themselves so they could give themselves awards you should do like that. that's kind of how i was like what like i'm like <laughs> what is this a real thing so then i look it is Turns out there is a Utah uh-huh. Cheese Awards. Yeah. Um, they've got a, a website that's that's okay. Um, but, um, I it's, don't like it, their website. Uh, it's stupid. It we is, should be a judges. Yeah, it is legit, though. So they had uh, Ted Scheffler, who is an, uh, a freelance writer here in the he, area. He's awesome. He does stuff for Utah Stories. Yeah, he's really good. They I should like have Ted. the rock cla- ladies be on there. Yeah, so they, well, they have uh, Tasha Rustard um, from Cafe I- Ibis uh-huh. uh, and Alex Springer from City Weekly. Amanda McGraw from the Copper Onion, and uh, they were they were all judged at City Bird Cafe, I guess, and prepared by I guess he's a cheesemonger, Neil Heisel. Can I say his name? I don't know. We'll just make it up. There's no pronunciation on this thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, we talk all we we talk a lot about like beaver cheese on the show, and we talked with the Rocklet ladies about some of the awesome cheese producers that there actually are in the state. Turns out there's a lot of fucking cheese producers in the state. And but so this is not only just cheeses. This is breads and sauces as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. 
So um, the gold bread stuffs, the bread stuffs. Uh, this is one of the non-cheese items. Basically, bread, bread right house just won everything. Holy fuck yeah, they did. They won <laughs> all three medals for different types of bread. That's Have you really guys cool. tried their bread? Have no. you bought any at the I've farmer's market? Uh, they're, they're always at the market. His, his pretzel is amazing. They're usually by the salsa people in the winter market. Mm. Up top. Do they have a store? No. Nope. No, he just provides for oh, local pro- businesses. Gotcha. And then he has the farmer's market. He's from, I think he's from California. This kind of makes me think that only one guy submitted for sauces as well because it's butcher's bunches. Which uh, they're okay. Up in Logan, got yeah. all three sauce medals. They have some pretty good sauces. Um, for sweet sauces, for savory. For savory, sauces. it's all Z's. Z's is also delicious, but... Maybe. What's, what's the one you like, Chris, from the farmer's market? Um, it's the mustard maker that she does. What the fuck is that the guy's name? The mustard maker. The mustard barbecue guy. Do you know the mustard oh. man? What the hell is I thought name? you were talking about salsa bottle. del diablo. No, no, no. She, you mean the barbecue sauce yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I don't know. His bottle's in the fridge. <laughs> I don't remember. Um, Big Daddy. Yeah. Something. Is it Big Daddy's? I don't yeah, know. I think so. I don't know. I'm going to find Big it. Big Daddy is the mustard man. <laughs> Bless you. Oh, all right. Um, anyway, but I, really, what I got this for was was cheese. Um, so oh, Big Daddy Hills. Yeah. Okay. Big Daddy Hill. That's his name. He should enter this. So Fennery Farm is the the Hilldale, uh, Utah people, and they got uh, Finney. What? Finney, Finney, Finney Farm, Fennery Farm. I don't fucking care. So <laughs> they got the gold medal in Swiss Alpine style cheese, uh, in semi hard cheese. And then, what was their other gold medal? Um, they got a bronze and hard bronze other. They got a bronze and hard, wasn't it? I just said a bronze and hard and other. mozzarella. These are kind of laid out weird. Oh. Yeah, I don't like it. Adjuncts. It's just how their website was. Yeah, it's their website's oh, stupid mozzarella. too. Okay, mozzarella. Okay, yeah, so mozzarella. Yep. So, yeah, that's what Jeremy said. But the uh, the the Swiss Alpine, I think they're the only ones that make it in the state, and it's because they have these special brown, like Swiss brown cows, basically, uh, so they can make those those that Alpine cheese. Hmm. Uh, and it doesn't. I don't think anyone else makes it. And then the Happy Jack is their semi-hard, but for cheddar. Uh, Heber Valley Artisan Cheese uh, out of Midway, um, Snake, Creek, Snake Creek Six Year Sharp. Uh, so, uh, and then Aggie Artisan actually won uh, bronze. Um, no, Snake Creek Aggie was Artisan won bronze and, and silver bronze. for, well, they did it twice. Bronze and bronze. They did this bronze twice. They have two yeah. different cheddars, a vintage age and old juniper yeah. aged. And then Caputo's oh, got gold, yeah, for, for that their, house cheddar. I've never had it. I it must be good. I um, like cheddar cheese. I feel like we should buy these cheeses and try them on the show. Oh, I think so. Like, um, so the Aggie Artisan Farms had an Asiago, the one gold. I love um, Asiago. <clears throat> hey, curd. Uh, Hollow Farms in Stockton got gold for the uh, interior adjunct uh, for a cowboy cheddar, whatever that is. Uh, an outside adjunct, um, Fuego Rojo Cheddar from Heber Valley Artisan. Uh, Heber Valley actually won all three of those. Wow. Um, for the curd. Hollow Farms. Yeah, for all of them. So yeah. I know we always talk about beaver cheese, but isn't beaver cheese, aren't they part of the Heber Valley? Isn't that? No. Mm-mm. They have their own dairy yeah, farm down there. Yeah, they have their own dairy farm. You went there. I know, but. 
We call it beaver cheese, but that's not what it actually, <laughs> it's no. actually called that. It's actually yeah. called something else. It's nice salty cheese curd. I'm kind of disappointed that there's look. not, like, I don't know how long this has been going on because I didn't dig that far into their site. Um, let me go look. Maybe this is their first year, but we do have a lot of cheese manufacturers in the state. They a lot need more to than I knew. Lay about. out their website better. It sucks. Yeah, it does really suck. It's really terrible. Goat and sheep cheese. It really is beaver cheese. It really is called beaver cheese. Yeah, and also we call. I, I've always called it that to be funny. I didn't realize that's like really legitimately what they're called. <laughs> Yeah, I think this might be relatively new. Like, I'm not seeing any. Does kind your of wife just ever this. reach over and just smack you upside the head? She just tunes me out. I don't think she listens to anything I say. <laughs> I think this could grow because we do have a lot of a lot of you know really good cheese manufacturers and like the ones that the the Rocklet girls mentioned um, weren't even on here. So I, I think there's uh, there's and like I think these guys just made it up. Beehive's not on here. Uh, so maybe I was right. Maybe it is run by the Hildell motherfuckers. Caputo's um, took gold, silver, actually, and best of show for the goat. Wouldn't the Hildell people be daughter fuckers? With their uh, polygamist? Like, <laughs> they got told they can't have kids anymore. They cannot procreate right now as a result of the crap that was going on with Warren Jeffs. That's why he's in prison. Jeffs. It doesn't matter. Fucking child raper. That's what I'll call him. He's going to be one of... So, should we talk about it now or should we wait till next week? Well, hold about on just a second. If you want to be part of this, all 2019 deadlines are due by Friday, August 23rd. Oh, my God. You, so, know, year. you know what we should do, though? We That's should, a long time. No, no, we should reach out to the people that we know that do and cheese and, and absolutely get the word out and let's make this a big competition. There's a lot of cheese producers in this state. Let's do it. There's fucking cat hair all over my muff. Welcome to my world. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> There's cat hair all over your muff, Jess? Every week. What? Is there really? Yeah. I, I wonder if the cats... I wonder if the yeah. cats, like, You've never in... noticed me, like, always picking at it? No. I wonder if the it's cats... It's never on mine. <laughs> I wonder if the cats come in here and walk around the fucking studio during the week. They want to be part of it. It's never on mine. Well, the dog so, right. the dog need... poop in here. So we need to make a list of all the cheese cheesers. Son of a bitch, I can't believe it. I'm sure it's because it's cold outside. And he doesn't want to. Like go he hasn't out pooped there. in the house in like over a year. He's over there looking at us like, I know you're talking about me. He's like, just don't beat me. I swear to God, it was just this one time. You guys, we can make our own cheese. Uh, the New Utah Podcast cheese. Should I make it homemade? With, like from homemade. The, There's a homemade category. Should we make fermented cheese? Ew. No. <laughs> really. With cat hair in it? <laughs> yeah, cat milk cheese. <laughs> you gotta milk the cat. Uh, milk a cat. I got nipples, Greg. Can cheese. you milk me? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, we should do. We should totally reach out to everyone and be like, yeah, "Hey, we should. I, we could make this a huge competition. These these people running this competition need to talk to us because we can make this huge for you guys. So if you're you're in on this best of Utah cheese making shit, um, we'll talk to Enrique. We'll blow this shit up. Blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I really, I was like, I cannot believe this actually exists. That would make burnt cheese. really cool. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, what's next? Let's talk. Oh, I, I found this like a week or two ago. Utah mistakes. So. This is rad. I'm a big fan. So I'm a big fan of Snapchat. One, to, to see what my daughters are doing when I happen to get included on their stories, which is very rare. They post public stuff. Uh, and I'm not in any other friend groups. <laughs> 
But uh, the the other reason I'm on there is I like to to follow like like I like I follow a couple things like um, Epic Fails and and uh, Barstool Sports and basically people that do shit that's really stupid or really awesome and capture it on you know ten second videos. Twitter has hold my beer. That's a fun one to follow. Yeah. So, um, but. Uh, I saw this. It's, this is the uh, six biggest mistakes in Utah history, or six of the biggest mistakes in Utah history. So big, giant, epic fails uh, in our history. We've talked about this a few times, um, but the Japanese internment camps being here in Utah. Um, That's a pretty big one. <laughs> yeah, we, we've talked about it a lot. Go out uh, out by Delta um, to the Topaz Relocation Center. Um, I've been there. There's now a museum there. It's beautiful. Um, but you get to see... Really, the, the the fucked up shit that we did to people. Like, I highly, I highly suggest going to the actual, um, lot, a lot. I don't even know what to call it. Like the, acreage, the plot of the land, actual, yeah, yeah first because you can still park and walk through all of it. I like. I found I found a dress button. Like you can still find pieces of dishes. Hmm. Um, some of the foundations are still there. Um, some stoves. Uh, we didn't even cover like. A little like when you the reason I'm saying to go there first is because once you go to the actual museum, they have a um, a map of how everything was laid out and you really get a perspective of how ginormous it was. So and this is not like a concentration camp, by the way, because they weren't killing people. Uh, no, but people did get killed in the state of Utah by a bunch of Mormons uh, in 1857. That's the first time. Um <laughs> There were thirty. There were uh, forty to fifty people that they estimate that were involved. Only one, John D. Lee, was actually tried. Um, John D. Lee. Basically, they killed a bunch of Native Americans. Uh, One hundred and twenty uh, natives uh, were killed um, in what's called the Mountain Meadows Massacre. So, yeah, that's great. Wait till you get to the Bear River Massacre when oh, yeah. 250 people were. So then, just uh, just a short six years later in 1863. Well, that's why I said the first one. Yeah, not even six, like five and a half years later. Not even that. Jesus, almost five. Because it was September of 1857 that Mountain Meadows happened. And then in January of 1863, um, Bear River uh, Massacre happened. 250 members of the Northern Band of, South, of Shoshone Nation perished. Isn't including that the Shoshone? Uh, whatever, uh, including 90 women and children. Uh, although the massacre site is actually a few miles across the Utah-Idaho border, it occurred because of tensions that began when pioneers settled in Cache Valley in 1860. So it thanks, Logan. close to the border. No, it's thank, so far away. Thanks, Logan, for if killing a walking, bunch of Native Americans. We're on horses. I will say, you know, killing Native Americans aside... Honestly, probably one of the most laughable because that's that's like fucked up history, right? That's like that's fucked up to the tune of like handing out smallpox blankets, slavery. Like it's really fucked up. But but a fail in the state of Utah that is not quite on the level of like really totally fuckness, but is on the level of wow, we're dumb shits. Whose idea was this, anyways? (laughs) So back in the late 80s, um, the state of Utah, which governor was it? Um, Bangator. It was Bangator. Yeah, that's right. In 1987. You would think of all people, he owns a farm. So (laughs) we had some weird stuff happen in the late 80s. So the the Great Salt Lake actually rose to the highest level in modern recorded history. So um, keep in mind the Great Salt Lake now 
is roughly 30 feet deep. Now it eats dogs. It sure right? does. Like, it's roughly 30 feet deep. It doesn't really get that deep. It's just a giant cesspool of disgusting. Well, back it's then... from the dead whales. Yeah, I mean... Which, by the way, my cousin's wife... They displace a lot wife, of water. It would only be 25 feet deep if it weren't for them. My cousin's wife, like, jokingly mentioned that the other day, and I was like, no, that was a real thing. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, it was real. So the government decided that uh, in response, because it was flooding and damaging Interstate 80 um, and some different stuff, the railroads and sewage treatment centers and stuff like that, they're like, okay, well, we need to deal with this. Let's install some massive pumps and move water from the lake into the West Desert so it'll evaporate. So they started running in April of 1987. And in June of 1989, they stopped. And now they're nowhere fucking near the water. (laughs) I like Where how- are they at? <coughs> They're out in the West Desert, like on I-80. I like wow. how this at the end says... If and when the lake floods again, the pumps could go from flop to salvation. No, they're ruined because they yeah, sat in salt there. water you and know, got corroded. It's funny, so I didn't, I didn't even live years in Utah at the time. <clears throat> I didn't even live in Utah at the time. We still lived in Iowa. This made national news. Yeah. I remember we made national stupid. news for our stupidity way too often. I remember seeing this as a kid in Iowa. We studied in one of my classes at school of this. Did your teacher say... The stupid Utahns again. <laughs> Probably. Do they talk? Do people outside our state talk about us like we talk about Florida? Probably. <laughs> no, I don't think it's quite on that level. They still think that we have fifteen wives, but and and that we're daughter fuckers, but not not that level of stupid. Like we're not we're not a Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> you know a story where it's going to go. For yourself, I might be a Florida man. A Florida man. You know exactly where that story's going. It's like you could have a whole podcast that's nothing but a Florida man. It's never a Florida man won the Nobel Prize. There is a Twitter handle called a Florida man. I think it's at a Florida man. And all it is is stories that start out with a Florida man. Um, yeah. So the Great Salt Lake pumps, man, that that uh, I, I don't even know. Like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, it wasn't that serious. I I don't know, but I wish people would take action against guns as fast as they took action against the salt, Great Salt Lake flooding. So um, let's talk about uh, something else. And I didn't even know about this until I read this. So apparently um, we had a uh, we had a school um, that ran for about 35 years or so, a little bit less. Um, the Intermountain Indian School. This is the first you've heard about it. Jen would be a great person to tell you about it. She's done a lot of research. Yeah, on I, it. I really, I really hadn't heard much about this. So basically, um, they it was a boarding school more or less for Navajo students from Utah, Arizona, New Mexico. Um, they had at the peak of enrollment about twenty three hundred students. Um, so what they did is instead of building schools on the individual tribes, they offered to build this one school and ship everybody's kids there. Yeah. In addition to regular academic subjects, students learned vocation, preparing them for entry-level employment. Classes were drawn along gender lines. Boys learned welding, auto mechanics, and painting, while girls took classes in homemaking, cooking, and sewing. I would have sucked at that. Yeah, this is, uh, and it got renamed the Intermountain Intertribal School in 1974, uh, and students from 26 other tribes were started to be included. So, um, beep, 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 I have more breaking news. Then there were big riots. Uh, <laughs> that was the year we were born, Jeremy. We caused the riots. 
Breaking news, you guys. Laziz is going to be on diners, drive-ins, and dives. Well, that's the that means it's going to go out of business. Oh, that's sad. That doesn't mean it's oh, going to go out of business. No. That means their quality is going to turn to shit. Sorry, Derek. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Go to fucking Blue Plate and see what fucking that show does to people. Yeah, but there are other places that they've been on that are still okay. Name one. Um, the burger place up in Roy. The burger barn is that what it's called? No, that place sucks. Um, <laughs> Unless you want a yak burger, I don't actually know. If the burger, yak, I don't know if don't the burger bar had the same kind of experience. Back. But a lot of times, what happens is that show goes into those places. They get massively popular, which good on them. Like it's great to be popular and to do really good business. Bruce Diner to do a ton of business. Uh, but what happens a lot of times is they can't handle the influx that the show brings from tourism. And their quality really begins to suffer. Uh, and Blue Plate locally is one that absolutely had that problem. Um, but I know that he went to Moochie's, like Diner Drivers and Giant Drives, Dives went to Moochie's. Um, Moochie's is doing great. And their second location is just as good as their first location, Long which is state. really hard to do. Ruth's is still delicious. Ruth's Diner is delicious. But I've been to other places in other states that he's visited, and they've been really I went to his actual restaurant. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did they dye pizza. your hair? It was a delicious pizza. Did they try to dye the ends of your hair blonde? San Jose. Was the pizza covered up in like whoa, bits whoa, of whoa, whoa, ground whoa. up rhinestone and, and had some douche sprinkled on it? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's why it's delicious. All right. So uh, another big <laughs> fail. We're going to we're gonna move past that. Another big fail is the uh, Delta Solar Project. Um, so this was uh, basically um, a big solar uh, installation they tried to do um, that uh, didn't go so well. Time changing energy to steam. Yeah. So look, it, it it's possible because there's that huge solar farm that's on the way to um, southern. They Utah. were looking to do a thousand towers, um, which would have powered like fifty thousand homes in Southern California, but they only ever built twenty of the towers, um, and then. Basically, nothing remains. It's just a big pile of shit now. So, um, just another failure. Like, they could have done it. They've done The one between Vegas and L.A. is That's massive. where it is. That's right. And that one's that one works. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's massive. It works. It pumps out a lot of power. It kills a lot of birds. That's like right. That, that is an issue because it's it so... It blinds you if you look well, at it, It's too. so hot. Like, because the way these solar farms, the really good ones that they figured out to do work is instead of just being like solar panels like you put on your roof that collect energy, they actually are mirrors that point the sun directly at a centralized tower. And it moves throughout the day. Yeah, and so the mirrors adjust as the sun does, so they're always directing the sunlight at the tower, and that tower is full of water, and it superheats the water, which pushes a steam turbine, and so it's a, an encapsulated system where the water's just recycled because it turns to steam, goes up, condenses, goes back down, turns into water, but it superheats steam and creates a turbine effect, and so that's actually how it generates power instead of, you know, the traditional suck some sun up and put it in a battery. But any birds that fly by it, it's that was a big problem because it was it, because it's, yeah, if they fly in front it's of like it, like Mars attack. They yeah, it's basically like that. They just fucking vaporize it. It's like extremely hot. It's like, like a four hundred, five hundred degrees. Yeah. Bzz, bzz. You ever tried those bug zapper ones? The, like the my parents rockets? have one. <laughs> Do they work well? Uh, yes, they work like it's... electric, like lightning bolts. If the bug is big enough. <laughs> All right, which which should we do next? The uh, winter bucket list or the Hobbitsville? 
we should do the winter bucket list since we just got okay. a shit ton of snow. We did just get a shit ton of metric shit ton, actually. Metric. Um, if you I don't see, do winter sports. If Some you see I, brown snow, Some of it I didn't stay away. <laughs> or yellow. In fact, don't eat the snow at all because it's, yeah. cold, it's full of pollution. It's full of, yeah, the, that's why we get fog sometimes because what happens is the snow comes down, cleans all the pollution out sitting there. Then it starts to kind of evaporate and then we get icky, nasty fog. This has been science. So probably. these are particularly in Utah County. Yeah. We talk about Salt Lake a lot. But but they do they do exist. You can do this stuff outside of Utah County as well. So ob- the, the, the obvious is snowboarding and skiing, right? I don't think we need to say any more. There's tons of resorts. They specifically men- mentioned Sundance Mountain Resort, which is in Provo Canyon. Or is it American Fort Canyon? It's American. Provo. Is it Provo Canyon? Yep. Um, which, by the way, is nowhere near Sundance Film Festival in Park City, but it is named but after. They, but they do showings at the resort. Do they really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yep. Um, does Redford own part of that resort? Do you yes. Know? Yes. Well, there we go. Um, but you can snowshoe. Uh, snowshoe is actually really popular in the it's back country. Hard. Have you ever snowed? Have you ever done it? Uh, no, because I, I avoid winter sports because it just doesn't sound like fun to me. But Rise a lot of people enjoy well, it. Well, Andrew does. Scouts. We made our own snowshoes, and then we we went out and did a snowshoe hike. This when oh. Angie got her and Mike snowshoes for Christmas two years ago, I said the same thing that Mike said, which is you're fucking crazy. And Mike's like, yeah, you're crazy, but they go out snowshoeing together. It's weird. It's good for you. <clears throat> it's I'm hard. sure it is. So it's cross-country skiing, but you don't see me fucking... The thing about snowshoeing is it's not a natural gait at all. At least cross-country skiing, like your legs are just scissoring back and forth. Well, with, with but, snowshoeing, it's like having garbage can lids on your feet because <laughs> you've got it because of the size of the shoes. Clearly you, you didn't make your shoes properly. Like spread out and... <laughs> yeah. He never Maybe. had his Eagle um, Scout badge, so... <laughs> He stopped. Did you get your Eagle Scouting? I sure did. Um, so did Don. So the so the cool thing with snowshoeing is like the Sundance Nordic Center actually has a bunch of groomed trails and they rent snowshoes. So um, you can do uh, fourteen to eighteen dollars plus rentals uh, for adults and then a little bit cheaper for kids. Um, you could go through the Alpine Loop. Um, just go up American Fort Canyon, strap on your own snowshoes and do it for free. Uh, there's some trails in Provo Canyon. Um, so anyway, some lots of places. And then, again, this is even outside of Provo. There's a lot of places to go snowshoeing, like up in Heber. Heber Valley is a good place to do that stuff. What the, what the hell are you doing over there? I'm freezing, and so I'm using friction to warm my legs. <laughs> One thing that I think is awesome is sledding. I love a lot of sledding. Tubing was awesome. There are so many places to sled in what Utah. What is this place? Petit Neat Academy? What the Petit hell? Neat. Petit Neat. It's in Payson. Yeah, um, yeah in Payson. It's probably a really sweet hill. Um, Sugar House Park obviously has some really fun sledding hills. And since they burnt the park down, there's no trees in the way now. Yeah, you just you go can really high. No, I really highly would not suggest <laughs> sledding on that side because it goes right <laughs> onto the two, freeway. Right on I-80. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean, you You'd could, have one good run. You could get some yeah. serious air. Um, you... <laughs> There's it's a, like the bird box challenge. <laughs> Let them do it. It's how it's how you uh, euthanize yourself until the legislature says so it's okay. Murray, Murray what Park is the bird, has bo- bird box challenge. I keep hearing about it, but what is it's it? It's a show. 
You put a blindfold on and you go drive your effing car and crash it. No. We talked about it last week. It's based on a show that's on Netflix. Jackass. Sandra Bullock. And it has something to do with blindfolding. And so everybody's going out doing everything blindfolded. That's what I just said. So, that's why they call it the Tide Pod Challenge. Because you eat Tide Pods and you see how many you can keep down before you die. Yes. I've heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, but that's pretty self-explanatory. Or the fucking Tide cinnamon challenge, challenge, where it's physically impossible to eat a tablespoonful of cinnamon, but you do it anyway because you're a fucking dipshit. Or twice. So, a sledding, Tibble Fork is on here, and it says there are no official sledding areas, which is true. Um, yeah, but if, how the fuck do you get so to Tibble Fork? Because American Fork Canyon is like, the loop's up, closed. No, you don't. it's not up the loop. It's If you're going up the loop, you take a, a left, and right that goes up. before you get to the loop? Yeah. Um... So when I when I was growing up, um, the, <laughs> the, the, we walked up hills, the reservoir, and probably right now, um, if the ice is thick enough, um, which I think it's like it has to be like two inches, four four inches thick for people to be on it, four inches thick if you want so, to stand on that ice. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Anyways, you can actually cross it, and there's or you a can hill. do what Jess does and jump into fucking frozen lakes like a <laughs> psychopath. Isn't that coming up? By the way, <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It's on. The, it's this coming up weekend, actually, um, both in Bear Lake and down at uh, Utah Lake. Anyway, so we would cross the lake and there was like a sledding hill on the other side of the lake that if you sled down, it would go out onto the lake. So did I just turn my I did just turn my mic up and not down. <laughs> it was pretty loud. Was it loud on the mic? It was yeah. pretty loud. Oh my god, I'm so fucking sorry, people. It really wasn't. I like was turn I turned the volume and I thought I'd turn it down, but apparently I just turned it was it all kind way of up. a really weird, like whistly sound. <laughs> I don't know. I I literally I flipped this thing and I was like, okay, I'm gonna turn my mic off and apparently I've turned it all the way up. So. <laughs> I'm really sorry, listeners. Rain, shine, sick, or health. Cold and flu season. We we will fucking bring you this podcast no matter what. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy uh, tried to chop off his finger and he still recorded. I will say, though, other sledding places like in the Salt Lake Valley, Murray Park has amazing hills for sledding. Um, and then, actually, if you go out west, um, you know, by Josh and Chris's place? Yeah. They have a fucking really great hill because it goes into like a storm drainage area. Oh, yeah. But it's all grass and it is super steep. Not anymore. It's mm -hmm. all snow now. No. Um, that's because people are sliding on it. You could also sled down Josh and Chris's driveway, but I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> Anytime you want. Because I don't shovel. <laughs> oh, you North, already told us about that. <laughs> North-facing driveway. Yep. I have one of those also. It sucks dick. It's like the worst thing ever. Oh, we all have North-facing I'm the only houses. one that ends up with snow in my neighborhood still. <laughs> yeah. Even when you get two inches. Even when I get two inches, it's still there. Okay. So ice skating. I didn't know there were so many ice skating places in Utah County. There are. My I favorite take is, advantage of these. My favorite is Hee Haw Farms. Just because <laughs> it's called Hee Haw Farms. So that's right behind Evermore, actually. Yep. And Evermore has its own ice skating rink now. They do. Um, also up in Utah and Salt Lake County, there's the Gallivan Center. There's... Uh, the Oval. Um, Her Herman Town Center has one. Herman Town Center. There's a bunch of outdoor The rinks. Ribbon. Yeah. yeah. So and usually ice, ice skating. skating is like 10 to skating. $20 with skates. So um, really fun. Even if you don't know how to ice skate, it's fun to fall on your ass a whole bunch. It's not that hard. It's I really love not. ice skating. It's one of you my try to do like, to do like double sow cows? Yeah, totally. No, Tri I can spin. Lutz. That's about it. Had I actually stayed in ice skating, I probably could. 
but I didn't. I could never figure out skating backwards. Like neither on inline skates, roller roller skates, or ice skates. Never been able to figure out how to do it. And like other people are like, yeah, it's really fucking easy. You, you can't walk backwards though either. I can't walk normally. Like, <laughs> I need to go. I need to go ice skating. Oh, I gotta tell you. So speaking of walking, this is totally off subject. But the other day, Bree took my flip flops to go. <laughs> To go do something outside I real quick. I had to run outside really quick, and and, and I just mopped in. up where my slippers were, and I I cleaned. And she came feet. back in, and she comes downstairs, and she's like, "How do you walk up and down stairs with these feet?" <laughs> she's like, "They don't fit. They're too big." And I'm like, "I told you that when we replaced the stairs." And, and then I told him big. that the stair treads are wider than they used to be. So what the hell is he complaining about? But as I tried to walk down the stairs in his flip flops, they were like folding up behind me because I was stepping where I normally <laughs> step on the step. And like half of his shoe was folded up my leg. Take a winter hike. Look, you guys can still be uh, doing hikes right no. now. Uh, no, no. Well, I can't. Chris can, but I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna fucking hike in the snow. Do you know how miserable that shit is, dude? And I don't even like to. I don't even like to walk out. I'm gonna hike on a goddamn car. glacier. Yeah, and you have no idea how how insulated I plan to be for that. She's gonna be, you know, you know, a Christmas story in the yep. camp. Yeah, that's going to be Brie when we're it's out on the It's pretty much. Put your arms down when you get to school. Yeah, pretty much. There's a lot. Diamond Fork. Yeah, Pine Hollow. But Diamond Fork you can hike and then get in Hot Springs, so. Uh, yeah, sure, because that's a good idea. That's what they're there for. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, but then your hair would be wet. I'm not when you had fucking to hike hiking in the winter. Oh, here we go. Look, Jess, you could go swimming. Oh, this is indoors. That's not your thing. <laughs> there were a couple of sections that I left out of this because there were 12 pages. Um, there was like indoor playgrounds and hot chocolate. So, I left yeah. them out. Where did you but get, where right, did you get this list from so people can... You're going to link it or you're going to send me the link and I'll link it when I post. We have the link on our doc. Okay. So, um, yeah, really... Uh, I believe it was from the Daily Herald. Okay. That's a great publication. It actually really is fantastic. I, I, I actually have started reading it a lot more. They always post articles that nobody else are talking about and I really appreciate that. There's actually a bunch of little cool museums down in Utah County. I'd go on a sleigh ride because those have blinkies. Where did you find sleigh ride at? Are you already at the end? Did you skip ahead because it's winter stuff? So this is the indoor warm stuff. So there's the BYU Museum of Art. I don't know if Mormons know art, um, but there actually some really well. That's at the Bean Life Museum. It's because they're traveling exhibits. Well, yeah, they they hold a lot of really amazing exhibits. Just kidding. Um, There's the Hutchings Museum. Um, there's the Mont Bean. I'm Life pretty sure it's Monty. Mont. It's Pinder. awesome. That museum is rad. There's a Museum of Natural Curiosity. That sounds like a fucking fantastic museum, if you ask me. That one in D.C., have you been to that one? Which one? The, is it the Muter Museum? Uh, With all the, the... You can't go to any of the museums in Washington, D.C. right now. Yeah, they're all closed. They're all closed. Uh, there's the Museum of Ancient Life at Thanksgiving Point, which is a dinosaur museum. I don't know why they don't just call it the dinosaur museum. Uh, there's the Museum of Peoples and Cultures. Uh, that's by the... Um, it's BYU's Archaeological and Anthropological oh yeah. So it's museum. probably altered a little bit. Um, there's the Pete, Petit Neat Museum. Jeremy? Petit Neat? That's like you're really yeah. short and small and then you eat? Payson's got a lot of cool Petit Neat shit. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Springville Museum of Art. Which um, is awesome. There's, uh, we've talked about this. There's the ice castles. Brie wants to go on a sleigh ride. Uh, there's, the, there's blankets. There's the Hebrew It's still Creeper. really cold, just so you know. Of course it's cold. And then you got to smell horse shit the whole and time. And Soldier Hollow. 
The tubing is awesome. There's so much fun stuff to do in the winter in Utah, even if you don't like to ski and snowboard, um, which honestly, if you've never skied or snowboarded, it's it's not super cheap, um, but I totally recommend it. You can go up and rent stuff. You can take lessons for a day, and it's a lot of fun. I'm going to go on the Broadway show tunes, Heber Creeper Train. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so you can sing Famine of the Opera as you're going down the railroad. So do we have time? Do we have time, Jess, for you to talk to us about Hobbitville? No, not this week. Okay, so we'll save Hobbitville for the next time a guest ditches us for better things. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Enrique. I know that you were doing important shit. That's next more week, than us. hopefully. I don't want to jinx anything because you know if we post about it. <laughs> I know. Like, I was like, I, oh. po- I posted that on Twitter this morning, and then you sent me a message like two hours later, and I was it's like, okay. Oh. I posted under it, so we're good. Um, we have one of, well, actually, I can't say one of, we have the largest concert promoter uh, for the small venues coming to talk with us for JRC events. Excellent. Jordan's amazing. The stuff he's doing in Salt Lake is pretty phenomenal. So this this is a group that promotes stuff at like Kilby Court. and He, he books for Kilby. He books for Metro. He books, um, Does he book oh for my the gosh, Avalon there's freaking so many. We'll ask. Yeah, those are some cool small venues that yeah, we can a lot of shows we can at, ask. So. Um, so yeah, there we'll be talking a lot of music uh, and and stuff next week. Um, I don't I don't think we have anything else to talk about. I think you we're good. should just go blow your nose until better. Well, um, first, if you want to read us posting about guests that don't show up, um, you can check us out on Twitter at TNU Podcast. <laughs> he felt bad. I know. And it's okay. It's okay. I understand. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what I was thinking. It's Tuesday. Like, I really think that he was having hope. Yeah. Well, we'll, so, we'll, we'll make another time work. We really want to talk to Enrique. We love the folks at City Weekly. So, um, but uh, follow us on Twitter at TNU Podcast. Um, we share a lot of shit. Uh, it's a great resource if you just want to know what's going on. We share all kinds of stuff. I like to share cool pictures of the state of Utah. Um, we also have an Instagram uh, at TNU Podcast where Jess takes pictures of microphones at different angles. I stopped um, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad. I did like all the different microphone shots. They were they were all different. Are you um, being no? I really actually like right them. I, think now? I actually really think they're kind of cool. Um, but Jess does post stuff on on uh, at TNU Podcast on Instagram. Uh, of course, we have Facebook, the New Utah. Uh, New Utah podcast on Facebook. And then I'm almost Utah all caught up with the one things, you guys. Almost. Uh-huh. So we need more guests like Enrique to give her um, new one things. I want to hear his. I think it'll be. Uh, I'm excited. I-, I think it'll be interesting to hear what his is. We get we get a lot of the same ones, and and catching up now. I'm coming to some that are um, super original. I'm like, oh yeah, I totally forgot these said that. Do we, do you put, I haven't looked in a while, but do you put a counter or like a name next to the favorites? Like who's said uh, Yeah. So I do episode, um, whoever joined us for episode, blah, blah, blah. And this is what they said. And I do links to all the places and try to post a picture of, of so, what they talked about. So like how many people have said Bryce Canyon? Do you know? <laughs> oh, I oh counter like that? No, I have to go back and look. I'm, I'm curious. We should go back and and maybe maybe we can talk about that. I f- I feel like it's more like national parks as a whole. Yeah, that's a big one. Probably Hi- that hiking, and Temple Square. Hiking national parks and Temple Square are. We by had far two people back to back that said Hell's Backbone Hell's Backbone Grill, which was awesome. I was like, wait a minute, I think I just wrote about this. <laughs> so, so that's awesome. Lots of cool stuff on the website and uh, the blog and. Site. 
I just want to say over the weekend, Ghost Adventures re-aired an extras episode of Asylum 49. People are researching Ghost Adventures Utah, and it took them to our website. Oh, so awesome. that's cool. That's yeah. good to know. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, if you like what you hear, if you've managed to survive uh, almost two hours of us. Especially with you blowing your nose. I know. I'm, I'm really It could have been way worse. Uh, th- look, look, I went and got a snotty fold uh, rag <laughs> uh, halfway through the show, and then I turned my mic up so you guys could all hear me blow my fucking nose because I'm an idiot. Um one so, time. I do apologize. It's okay. I saw Bree's face. And I'm like, what? I turned the mic down. <laughs> that's <laughs> Apparently that's not what I did. I looked at Jeremy like, did you hear that too? And he looked at me like, yeah, I totally did. And then I looked at you and you were like, what? And, and you guys will all hear it because I'm not going to mark it and go back and edit it out because that's way too much work with my brain the way it is right now. Um, so anyway, if you like what you hear, please share it. That that helps us more than anything. We don't ask for money. Um, you know, and, and definitely support your local folks. So, you know, we, we talk about a lot of different people. Um, we really appreciate um, supporting the local community, whether that's a, a cheesemaker, like we talked about, a bunch of cheesemakers. I don't care if you support the, the FLDS people down in Hilldale. Um, Maybe they make the best cheese. I, uh, clearly, they make three of the best cheeses and a bunch of other really good but cheeses. But we need to see Rock Hill on there. Yeah, Rock Hill and, and Beehive. Uh, Beehive is a really mm-hmm. good cheesemaker. Um, if you like booze. Um, there's a lot of really good booze purveyors. I had some, um, uh, underground, uh, this last weekend. Uh, That's my uncle's favorite. Uh, it's pretty good. If you like, if you like licorice, if you like Jaeger, this like is he a loves good, it way better than Jaeger. This is a good version That's of Jaeger. A lot of people say that. Yeah, Jaeger's disgusting. Underground's less, really good. It's not as expensive. Um, uh, if you, if you like, um, CBD oil, um, then, you know, Oleo's got some really good products. They don't make those. They found a really good natural. It's a place. local. It's local people that have a farm in Colorado. But Oleo makes the best fucking oils. I oh, Derek gave me a new scent. I didn't tell you guys. Derek gave me a new scent. That a he's been trying scent. out a little tester tube of of scent. It's really good. It's really <sighs> good. My coworkers so have been using their tattoo balm. Yeah. See, and and this is all local. These are all things that are made one hundred percent local. Um, I tried the. So I love. I love Buzz's Nitro Brew. That I'm obsessed with their gingerbread their right now. Their <laughs> cold brew is so good and creamy on its own. I tried their cold. Um, it's so good. It's so good. But, so good. But I tried cold brew from the Bean Hole. The, that those guys that are right across. So amazing, right? It's really phenomenal. Good. The the difference is he does his own roasts mm-hmm. that are all unique, and he makes cold brews out of them. And so there's a big variety. Like he had three ready um, the day that I tried them, and they were all three very different uh, flavors, very different mm-hmm. notes. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. But I still n- none of the three hold akin to busts unfortunately that i tried uh, but they were good they were good and he does nitro in-house there as well so that mexican one that buzz does the mexican the mexican hot chocolate that was mexican really good okay vanita really likes their steamers buzz yeah. steamers so but just my whole point is just support local it doesn't matter who you go to um as long as they're local um you're doing a, a big service to the community um, and, and I do want to give a big shout out to any federal workers that are being fucked over right now. Um, hang in there. Uh, Wait, did you see the shout out I did on tw- uh, Twitter to, to the TSA? To the TSA. There was an article about 
thinking the Salt Lake TSA because there's a lot of stories of other TSAs. Well, know, others. Yesterday was a 10% call out rate. 10% of TSA agents nationwide called out sick. And it's not, that I, it's not that I blame them either. I mean, they're being forced to work for free. And then Canada, the Canadian airports, mm-hmm. bought pizza for all of the workers on the on the, the on border the, side, yeah. the border airports. Squatters, who has a restaurant at the airport, is making food for the agents. Yeah. So, and, and just keep that in mind if you're going to a national park, uh, if you no. are, if you are at the airport, if you are any place where you're dealing with a federal worker. And they're still there. Be nice because they're not getting fucking paid right now. Yeah. Don't show up at the airport and be pissed off that it takes you two and a half hours to get through. Understand it's going to take you two and a half, three hours to get through check because there's half the agents. And the bigger airports, they're staying planning on four to five hours. So my boss just flew to San Diego and he said it wasn't, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Utah's been pretty good, um, but it's not going to last. Even here, they're going to have to find other jobs. They're not going to be able to continue this. Well, if the USDA if the USDA goes on strike like they're threatening to, I think we'll see a quick end to it because um, once beef and cattle ranchers and stuff aren't being able to sell meat because the meat manufacturers can't produce the meat... Um, there'll be a huge, huge, huge backlash. There, there, well, the FDA al- already is. Yeah, they're they're already way behind. Yeah. So, um, it, it's tough. Just be cognizant of that when when you're out and about. Um, people are having a hard time right now because of this. So, uh, I don't want to end on a downer. Um, Too late. so, uh, share the episode and uh, hopefully you have a good week. And hopefully next week I'm not fucking sick anymore. Yeah.